The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Just an absolute circus of activity around President Trump. A lot. Oh my gosh. It is like a roller coaster ride every moment now. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, we're good. Oh. It's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. That is so wonderful. Oh, that's really horrible. And if you think about it yesterday, and I think I know what you're going to cover, we got a, oh my God, that is so cool. This is cool one of the most Trump. amazing. Thank you so much, Mr. Trump. And then all Trump. of a sudden, oh. Damn it. This Trump, is horrible. Really? Why would this? This is worse than that girlfriend you had in high school. <laughs> it's like, sweetheart, I just want to love you, but you're not letting me love you. You're just so you're crazy. crazy. <laughs> exactly. That's what's going on. Yeah, let's start with um, the secret recordings aired by Chris Cuomo on CNN. This is um, a secret recording between Michael Cohen, the president's lawyer at the time, in September of 2016. That would be just months before the election. And the recording supposedly shows them, meaning Cohen and Trump, trying to arrange a payment to keep a an extramarital affair with that uh, Playboy, Playboy Playmate, yeah. Karen McDougal? Yeah. A secret. Okay. That, now, I say supposedly because... We don't know. This is not defending the president nope. because I'm a Trumpster or whatever. It is just we don't know. This is taken out of context. It's one small sliver of a recording that, albeit seems really bad, and is probably them trying to arrange a payment to shut up Karen McDougal. It does not mean that even if they were trying to pay her to shut her up that there was actually an affair because that's what Trump has said over and over. It doesn't mean that a payment was ever made. There's no evidence that it was. It could still be a felony though, just by trying to arrange it. So we don't know, but this does add a little bit of evidence and credence to what some of the claims have been about him trying to pay her and possibly other people off. Let's go to the audio. Let me know what's happening, okay? Oh. Oh. Maybe because of this it would be better if you didn't go. You know, maybe because of this. For that one, you know, I think what you should do is get rid of this because... It's so false what they're saying. It's such a um, Again, this is it with Cohen and Trump. I think I think this goes away quickly. I think what I think it's probably better do the Charleston thing just this time. Uh, yeah, in two weeks it's fine. I think right now it's it's better. You know? Okay, honey, you take care of yourself. Thanks, Pam. Yep, I'm proud of you. So long. Bye. 
What's up, Mike? Great poll, by the way. Yeah. Seen it. Great poll. Making progress. Big time. And you guys are good guys. Oh, Pastor Scott? No, Pastor Scott. What's, what's happening? Oh, no. no he's, Can we use him anymore? Oh, yeah. hundred. No, you're talking about Mark Burns. He, we felt him well, just... I, I don't mean that. Uh, Mark Burns. Can we use him no. anymore? No. Richard um, Leffer, I'm sorry. Richard uh, Leffer just called. He just had, we have a chance. He had an idea for you. Okay. okay. Um, so we got served from the New York Times, I told you this, we were regarding to unseal the divorce papers with Ivana. Um, we're fighting it. Uh, Kasowitz is going to... Never be able to get that. Never. Never. Kasowitz doesn't they'll ever be able They don't have a... Give me a cup, please. They don't have a legitimate purpose. And so, a woman that doesn't want to see Correct. So, so been handling Yes, and it's all... It's been going on for a while. For about two, three weeks now. All you have to do is delay it for... Even after that, it's not going to ever be opened. There's no, there's no purpose for it. Um, told you about Charleston. Um, I need to open up a company for the transfer of all of that info regarding our friend David, you know, so yeah. that I'm gonna do that right away. I've actually come up and, I've spoken, me, and I've spoken to Alan Weisselberg about how to set the whole thing up uh, with so what are we funding, that, uh, yes. Um, and it's all the yeah, stuff, all the stuff, because you know, you never know where that company, no, you never you know where he's gonna be. Gets it, but Correct, so I'm, I'm all over that. And I spoke to Alan about it. When it comes time for the financing, which will be awesome. what financing? We'll have to pay you. So no, 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 no. I got no, no, no. Hey, no. How are you? All right. So their friend David that he's referring to is likely yeah. David Pecker, the owner of the Na- uh, National Enquirer. Oh, okay. The okay, got it. Got it. Got and it. the financing, and he says we have to pay. Um, is you know how they're gonna basically secretly do this pay this yeah now one of the angles here that lanny davis cohen's lawyer now is pushing is and even said this to chris como he wanted to make sure people understood that trump wanted to pay in cash yes because they've denied that yes and rudy giuliani has denied that on behalf of of president trump so he wanted to have that out there this shows a there's there's an outright war now between cohen and trump Mm-hmm. And Lanny Davis, this was about sticking it to the president. This isn't about defending his client. This is about sticking it to the president now. Not saying that's even wrong. No. I mean, I'm not, I'm not moralizing. I'm just telling you what's going on mm-hmm. at that point. Um, again, this does not show that the president actually committed any crime. No. This could be them reading a, a script for a play. When yes. you take things out of context, yes. anything could be bad. It likely, though, is them trying to set up payments to Karen McDougal. Yes. If that's true, we still don't know that is a 100% uh, illegal. We don't know if it was actually in reference to the extramarital affair. We don't know any of that stuff. We don't know if there was an affair. This is one small sliver. This is what you call one piece of of evidence. Yes. And what you need to do is if you believe a crime was committed, you need to investigate more and present your case to a grand jury and say, let's move forward with this. <laughs> let's prosecute the president. If it comes to Congress, they need to say, okay, it's time to impeach. And you start the impeachment proceedings based on all of these things. That's what you have to do. Until then, very interesting. A little bit more information. A little bit more evidence that warrants more investigation. Certainly not a smoking gun. It's interesting, the whole conversation, because um, you can see a whole different side. And someone tweeted this. I can't remember who it was, um, but they tweeted, this recording is at Donald Trump's most vulnerable 
time is him right with his lawyer mm-hmm. and that should be like well not me and you because but it should be like, yeah it should be like our relationship when the mic goes off i tell hey doc we got to do this i just did this can you help me Right, right. Yeah, you would think that there would be something potentially more damning. Yes. Now, granted, this is only a couple of minutes. It's a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's like four I mean, minutes long. Yeah. Right. There's a, there's a good chance that a random four minutes of you and I, we wouldn't be saying anything, no. you know, that would be no. troubling. But another four minutes, you were telling an off-color joke or something yes. that people wouldn't appreciate. And you're like, yes. okay. Um, so, yeah, but it's pretty tame as far yeah. as that goes. I won't yeah. give him that. Uh, I just hate the fact that, again, this is by some people being used as a smoking gun. It is not a smoking gun I, by any chance. I'm by still any not there yet. I'm no, it's still not. not. I mean, there yet. it looks bad. It yes, does. It does. It's like the dossier. It, it looks bad. Well, the dossier has been, my opinion, been completely dis- <laughs> uh, debunked. Yeah. But at the time, at the yeah, time, you're like, oh, this oh, looks, it looks bad. really bad. I mean, now that you know the details about the dossier, that likely none of it is true, and it was absolutely opposition research originally by the Republicans and instantly picked up and run with by the Democrats and then funded by the Democrats. You know, it's crap. But at the time, you're like, well, I could see Trump going over and hooking up with some women and liking something freaky. Yeah, yeah. By the way, my favorite part of the audio is this part of the audio. Give me a Coke, please. They don't have a... Wait, what was that? I- <laughs> Do it again. Give me a Coke, please. They don't have a... Get me a Coke, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I need Coke. <laughs> Give me By a the Coke, way, please. that line right there broke the internet. Get me a Coke, please. Get me a Coke, please. Has broken the internet in such a cool way. This is why I love the internet. It's like when you're so much in trouble and you're so thirsty. Get me a Coke, please. <laughs> when you're trying to... <laughs> We tried to forget about your problems. Get me a Coke, please. Is that what everyone was putting on? <laughs> yeah, it? that's what everybody's putting on. You know, on this it. morning at Coke headquarters, they're like, yes, jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They should run with this. Hey, when they you're... won't, though, because no, they, they have won't. to distance themselves yes. from politics. When you're in trouble with the law, get me a Coke, please. Uh, and, and they could do something, um, if they were smart, they would do something that each side would believe supported yes. them. And there's a way to craft the line in marketing, something like, Having a tough day or Give me a coke, please. In heated uh, debate, discussion, something Give like that. Give me a coke, please. Where the left would be like, that's right, because he was there trying to, you know, cheat and well, isn't that what breaking the law. marketing is? Exactly. You find, take that. Find a little bit of one mm-hmm. side, find a little bit of the other side. Get it and done. trust me, right in the middle, everybody will meet. Ted Lieu, the representative from California, who <laughs> is a joke. I mean, you Thank can you. you can oppose the president. You can be a Democrat. You can have strong opinions and stand against them and stand up for what you believe is right. And I'm not. I may disagree with you. I'm not going to call you a joke. Ted Lieu is like a caricature. Yeah. He's he's not like a real person. He's uh, he's even goofy by CNN standards. I mean, by uh, exactly Alexander Casio Cortez. Even by her standards, yeah. he's like goofy with this stuff. Yeah. He put this tape is more evidence that Trump himself was directly involved in a campaign finance law violation. And because the amount exceeds twenty five thousand dollars, it would be punishable as a felony. What? Yeah, maybe, maybe, but we don't know. This is out of context. Tell you what, Ted, I'm going to go ahead and record you for a couple of hours today, maybe tomorrow. 
and uh, I'll just pull out a couple little slices. You okay? You okay with me airing those things? And we will determine, based on random four minutes of audio in your life, guilt or innocence about moral violations or even law violations. You okay with that, Ted? Without any other evidence being presented, without any other research, without any other trial of your peers... We will just listen to a random four minutes of your audio, privately recorded, Ted, and we will determine your guilt and your punishment. Are you okay? Unbelievable. This Is he an attorney, by the way? Uh, I think he is. I know he was in the air. Yes, he's an attorney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to take something out of context and say there should be no trial. You're just going to determine guilt or innocence. Wow, great, Ted. That's uh, that's like a trial in, uh, I don't know, in Moscow or yeah. something. Yeah. That's, that's how they handle things there. I listen to the audio. You're guilty. Send them to the gulag. Yep. And by the way, why are we so jumping to the conclusions? Is it, oh, he did it. No. Like I said, this looks really bad. He yes. probably was involved. The guy probably was having an affair. Would that shock you if you found out this guy Here was having go. all kinds? Come on, the guy's having affairs, you know that. He was a playboy. Of course, we've learned that doesn't matter. No. It does not matter. We learned that in the 90s from Ted Lou's party. We absolutely learned that. It matters to me. I don't like it. I think the guy's immoral when it comes to that. And that's one reason I don't like him as president. I have been able to compartmentalize these things. I would rather not have somebody that has that baggage. Absolutely. I will rate him on his job performance. Right? I mean, laying it all out there. But Ted Lou, you're going to be upset that he had an affair. Is that what it is? Or is it the campaign finance violation? Okay, got it. It's not the affair. It's everything else surrounding it that may be a violation of the law. You mean like um, perjury? Mm-hmm. Hello. Again. Because we learned that doesn't matter because the perjury was related to the affair. Mm. So Ted Lou, by your party standards... That has been the doctrine of your party for 20 years now. Actually, almost 30 years Mm -hmm. now. The Clinton doctrine is, if it's a law violation based on an affair, then we cannot punish you for that. Or Mm. should not punish you for it. Because again, if it were not uh, for the affair, there would be no violation beyond that. Exactly. As long as any crime you commit is based on an extramarital affair, well, our hands are off. Perjury, that doesn't matter because it was lying about the affair and that's nobody's business. Well, why was there a campaign, potentially, a campaign finance violation? It was to cover up a lie about an extramarital affair. So, Ted, I'm sorry, by your party standards, and I'd be willing to bet a young, starry-eyed, wet-behind-the-ears, mm. Ted Lou or Lau, whatever it is, in the 1990s, was defending him some Bill Clinton-like crazy. Mm. So, that's your party and your standards, Ted. And this is why this show stays consistent, Doc. There it is. You cannot come to us and say, oh, you cannot. You cannot. We've been consistent. You've been consistent since the 90s. Now, especially now, when we have a Trump person in the White House, consistency is what matters. We've seen, especially the left, and of course the right as well, but especially the left, you have flip-flop, 
like a crazy fish out of water. Oh yeah. Oh, the right has done this as well. Oh, the guy was just banging some uh, some uh, porn stars, That's cheating on his he- wife. That's not a big deal. But damn it, if you cheat with an intern in the Oval Office, we gotta. How dare you? Right. How dare you disrespect the, the Oval Office? Well, and the funny thing is, there's there's so many parallels to what Clinton did and yeah. Trump. And yet there's some slight differences, variations in one ways makes what Trump did worse and yes. someone was Bill Clinton. Trump was not president at the time. Nope. Private citizen doing whatever. Now, he was running for president, so potentially campaign finance violation. But he was also banging porn stars. And it, does that shock you? Likely. Look who we are talking okay. about. Clinton's at least it. Okay. A little bit better in that it wasn't. I mean, he had an affair, but it wasn't yeah. with some woman who's out there, a porn star in it yeah. up, or it was an intern. Although, Clinton also preyed upon the innocent, and the yeah. porn star was like, I sat on his bed, so I figured I had to screw him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, really that, what it was. <laughs> if she said that. So, so. on one hand, you could, you're like, aha, Clinton was worse. No, Trump was worse. No, uh, it's about the same it's about when the it's same. all said and done. Yes. And I ask you again, where is your consistency? We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh, what a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. Okay, we laid that all out. That looks pretty bad for the president. He likely did commit uh, a crime. We need more information, like a lot of this stuff. I'm telling you, keep investigating. I I don't want the president to be untouchable. Continue investigate, and if there is more information, then prosecute the president. And the crime we're talking about is the campaign funds, right? That's the crime we're talking about? Yeah, that's the, the crime. That's the yeah. only crime that... So far, I mean, they've claimed all kinds of things. Yes. They've been collusion and treason and whatever. But the yeah, only other thing that, that looks like that there may be some meat here is a campaign finance violation, okay. right? Okay, because I, I get all confused with because uh, according to the mainstream media, Trump is the worst human being in the world. I just want to make sure. So this said was supposed to show that campaign campaign finance, finance right. laws were broken. Yeah, okay. paying somebody off. Yeah, okay. so um, and you're right. Continue investigating right. until you find that smoking gun. If you don't, can we please move on? Right, and and then by, and by the way, <laughs> let the punishment uh, the be crime. appropriate. Yeah, I mean, it, it, does this mean the guy gets impeached for it? Some people would say yeah. Some people would say no. I'd have to hear all of it. I don't know what the law warrants, but of course, everybody on the left would be like, not only would this say he should be kicked out of office, he should be publicly flogged and executed. And the people on the right would go, oh, just like a small fine, maybe a warning. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what, that's on, what they would say we right now. To, we have to come together But we need to decide and yes. say, you know, how serious this is. And not in the court of opinion, uh, public opinion. No. No. On no, the you base court. it on the law. Yes. Exactly. Uh and then we've got some other uh, news yesterday, which is I can't even fully wrap my head around what the president did for Otto Warmbier. I know. Did this you read is, the whole? I did. This is one of the most amazing stories. Uh, you may think this is awesome on Trump's behalf. You may think that uh, he was being brazen and put us in jeopardy, whatever. Regardless, it is amazing story of what happened. 
I just fascinating. I wish I had more information, but I'll share with uh, share it with you in just a second. Got to tell you about Balm Shot though at BalmShot.com. Wayne and the folks at Balm Shot love them, love them, love them. What a, what a cool family and great story that uh, how their company came to be. And it's a great product, by the way. He has roomed me for all other lip balms. He really has. If I'm in the store and I'm like, oh, I need, uh, I can't buy that crap. What am I doing there? <laughs> Gotta have the balm shot. I'm not joking. It's it's really awesome. He's Good so quality now. Is it? I He's am. So bougie bougie now. about lip balm. I'm drinking the cheapest wine out there I could get. I'm lapping food off of a floor if I drop it, but I'm like, please. I only use balm shot. It's true. It's just really good stuff. Go to balmshot.com. Balm like lip balm, shot like shotgun shell because the lip balm, who told you to the balm on, is in a shotgun shell like dispenser. Yes. The applicator. Wayne was looking for some different type of applicator that wouldn't open up in your pocket as he used a lot of lip balm after he got cancer and said uh, one day, a shotgun shell, it's about the size. I wonder if that would work. Mm-hmm. And started actually using shotgun shells. And then it evolved, so it's very close. It has that metal base to it, the little ridges along it, but such a cool product. Go to balmshot.com, and if you order a couple of them, they'll throw yeah. an extra one so free. So if you order two pa- a two-pack, you get an extra free. If you order four-pack, you get a one extra free. If you're a six-pack, you get a one extra free. And you can also get the bomb shot cap. Now, Doc Thompson, One. remember about the TSA issues that, you know, hey, if you take this TSA, just be careful. You right. should not get. Yeah. So Bob Nelson just landed in the United States after a vacation in Mexico. When leaving the Mexico airport, he had a little issue with the bomb shot See? with the Mexican TSA. I knew somebody would. They had a good laugh once they figure out what it was and they let me go. Oh, okay. So on the so other I'm side, sorry, interesting. They the Mexican though. TSA is more has, serious. That's has more I... common sense than the American TSA. That does not shock me. <laughs> wow, we are worse than the federalities. That is not shocking, actually. But again, I'm just, I, I've flown several times with it now. Me too. And I questioned it. I mean, it's a low price point. Yeah. And I'd already it, used yeah. half of it, so I wasn't going to be ticked off. I was more curious. Yes. But no, they had, in fact, you know when it'll happen? When? When I open up a brand new a one. A brand new one. That's when I'll get. Or still in the package. Still no, in no, the package. sir. This is a. Sh- uh, had this been out of the package, we could let it slide, sir. <laughs> By the way, when I fly with it, I'm open with it. I always I have it in my pocket right, and I put right it in right the in the bin. bucket. So I yeah. want them to see that, well, he just threw something in there. I wonder if a regular shotgun shell would get you. It may ding it if they swab because it may have some micro particles yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But the visual, I'm shocked, doesn't it? And, and on the screen. It just looks. As you see it go through, cylindrical device about yep. the size of a shotgun shell metal. with the metal band. You're going to see, wow, is that a shotgun shell? Like a, yeah. I don't know. But That's I thought, Bob, stuff. thank you for sharing your story. That's fascinating. Please keep them coming. Yeah, if you Especially fly. if you fly. Yeah, fl- we if you fly, know. good or bad. If yes. it works or not, just let us know. But Balmshot, cool company and a great product. Try it today at Balmshot.com. B-A-L-M shot. Balmshot.com. But don't forget that promo code DOC. They'll give you free shipping if you order six of them. Plus, they'll throw in that ball cap. Balmshot.com. Yesterday afternoon, information started coming down that when auto warm beers condition became aware when the White House found out about Otto Warmbier. Remember, he was being held in North Korea. And Trump um, had only been president about five, six months when they got the information. I want to say, yeah, it was June of 2016, Mm -hmm. six months. They get the information that his condition worsened. And we have information from Joseph Yun. He was or is Trump's U.S. special representative for North Korea policy. And he detailed recently what happened when Trump found out. And Trump said, 
bring him home. Wow. I just got the shields. Now, this guy, you're only president six months. <laughs> it has been a really traumatic time, right? I mean, just our division prior to the election during the Obama administration really divided. Then the election and Hillary and Russian collusion. I mean, the first half, while Trump was being inaugurated, they lit a car on fire on <laughs> K Street. Yeah, you were there. That's how great. Right, that's how crazy the times were, right? So he's six months into his presidency, nonstop under the microscope, like few presidents have been, and says, go bring that guy home. And Yun lays out how this whole thing came about. He got the information. He went to Secretary Tillerson. Trump said, send a plane and didn't tell the North Koreans they were sending a plane to Pyongyang. That right there, for me, isn't that an act of war? Um... It could be without getting their permission. Yeah. It, it certainly would be seen by them. Yeah, it's an international crisis. If you don't have permission to land and they sent a plane. It, it, the story is fascinating. I'm going to give you more of the details coming up. In the meantime, please get us your uh, tweets with the hashtag what I learned today, assuming you've learned something. But please follow at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. This story is amazing. I'll share it with you next. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. June of last year, 2017. Joseph Yun, Trump's special representative in North Korea policy, learned that Otto Warmbier's condition had gotten worse, that he was probably unconscious. <clears throat> According to a story that was told in GQ, Yun said, I was completely shocked. I came back immediately and I told Secretary Tillerson and we determined at the time that we needed to get him and the other prisoners out as soon as possible. And we determined that I should contact Pyongyang and say I wanted to come right away. Hmm. When President Trump learned of Otto's condition, because they had told him about it, he doubled down on the order for Yun to rush to Pyongyang and bring him home. Essentially, the president said, <clears throat> get on a plane. You know, the the government has all those Gulfstream planes that they operate yeah. for official, yeah. you know, government, State government issue. Yeah. yeah. And they they took one of the Gulfstreams. He he told him, like, fine, you know, work with Pyongyang. We'll call. We'll we'll do our due diligence. We'll get on the plane. But get on the plane now. <laughs> so Pyongyang did not know. They hadn't picked up the phone. They hadn't reached him. They didn't know they didn't that the plane permission. was coming. They didn't ask permission. They got on the plane and said, fly to Pyongyang and land. A State Department official anonymously said the president at that time sounded like a dad when he learned of the news of Otto Warmbier's condition. He reacted like a father. Go get him. The State Department official in Yon said he was determined to retrieve warm beer and bring him back to his parents as soon as possible. Yun said North Korea was unilaterally informed, like across the board, like not one person like, hey, y'all, 
informed that a U.S. plane would be landing soon in Pyongyang and that U.S. diplomats and doctors would be getting off. They didn't say, hey, um, we're thinking about flying there. We're considering this. They said there is a plane en route. It will be there soon. It's going to land. Diplomats and doctors will be getting off. Now, let me pause here before I get to the rest of the story. How does that play out? How are you able to do that without there being shots fired or war? And I think it goes to what I said about Trump negotiating with North Korea in the past. Number one, he communicates differently. And number two, it's a really simple negotiation if you understand how to negotiate and you understand these regimes. And I'll lay out a quick version of again of what it should be. These people only understand force and regimes. Only concern is protecting the regime. We have to negotiate from a position of power. Our power compared with North Korea's isn't even in the same universe. It's not even in the same spectrum. It's not even close. So why are we effing around with these little yappy dogs at our heels? All you have to do is punt one of them into the next county and then look at the others and say, what up, y'all? So I would sit down with Kim Jong-un and say, listen, man, let me show you something here. And I'd take out a little manila folder and I'd take out pictures and graphs and charts and I'd go, see this? I'm showing you something that the American people don't even know, that most of Congress doesn't even know. Only I and a handful of other people in my government know. Here's the number of nuclear warheads we have. Here are the ones that could reach and will reach North Korea in a short period of time. Here's the number of nuclear subs we have. Here's the number of aircraft carriers and planes. This is, uh, I'm, I'm giving you the information. And by the way, see this here? And you take out your wallet and you go, these are the codes to the nuclear missiles that I could launch right now with that nuclear football. See that that guy's holding? In fact, open that up. See, I just type in code seven, four. I, I just have to finish this and I hit this and you're gone. You don't exist anymore. Your entire existence is gone. Now, if you have those missiles, like we think you do, you're going to F us up a little bit. You're going to kill millions of Americans. You'll, you'll hurt a lot of people, but you will no longer exist. We still will. How's that? Oh, by the way, here's your nuclear capability. We have all that, too. So, you can either no longer exist when we finish this conversation up. You'll, you'll, you just are going to disappear, and everybody in your country disappears. Or, we're going to give you a little something-something here. But here's what we expect. That's it. It's over. And I think there's a little bit of that with this. What was Pyongyang going to do? Fire on them? They already have a bit of a marketing problem with auto warm beer. Yep. Now, they can cover it by saying, uh, we don't know what happened. He was in our jail. He fell on that knife and punched himself a bunch of times. I mean, and he, hey, he crossed our borders. He violated our law. Okay, that looks really bad for you. But when somebody's coming like this and whatever humanitarian effort, it's going to look really bad for you. Plus, again, the U.S., you know, strength. So... The team assembled as soon as Trump told him that and started warning Korea that they're on their way. 
to rescue warm beer. The official go-ahead from the state was given by Friday afternoon. When the team landed in Pyongyang, they were met with a busload of soldiers. That's his term, a busload. Wow. Again, they had only been informed a short while before and while the plane was en route. Though the North Koreans eventually said the plane would be able to land, no one knew what kind of welcome they would get once they got on the ground. So right before they got there, they're like, okay, they said you could land, but no one knew what that meant. Remember, Warmbier and some of these other people that have crossed into the country uh, did not know what all was going to happen to them. So they could have said, hey, sure, land. And they could have just taken Yun hostage. They could have done any of that. Yun engaged at that point while on the ground with several rounds of intense negotiations with the North Korean officials while on the tarmac, Pyongyang, trying to get warm beer and the others free. After finally getting a chance to see warm beer, that was one of his you know, first pieces. Okay, we got to see him. They, he said he was shocked at how bad he was, how his condition was so bad. He said at that moment, he was immediately convinced the person he was looking for or looking at was indeed warm beer. He said he was just um, hurt so much. I mean, his condition, the guy was unconscious, beat unconscious. He said negotiations for his, for his release continued into the night wow. while in Pyongyang. Plane all ready to go on so, the tarmac. So right now, President Trump tells them to get on a plane, rescue, bring him home. They land. Negotiations, they, negotiations still going. still going. Right. What a long day. Exactly. Now, historic long day. What do you think? Oh, yeah. But Im- imagine the intensity of the that intense- over on both sides. Right. So, so you have the intensity of go get him. You're flying there. What are we going to get? And then it ratchets it up because you land and now you're in these intense negotiations for what, 10, 12, 24 yeah. hours? Yeah. Okay. You're doing this. What do you think was happening in South Korea, Japan? Uh, with our military, military in the region. Yeah. You know they were all on high alert. You know the F-16s were flying. And yep. high, everybody know, was on standby. Right, standby, ready to go. All of that, what's going on? It's okay. like everybody has a key in. All right, when poop hits the fan, you turn and press turn fire. Turn key and go, right? I mean, that's it. <laughs> no, that's what you have to yep. do. He finally got a North Korean judge to commute the sentence. We mm. don't know what was given up, what was offered, what the deal yeah. was, what they told him. At that moment... A U.S. motorcade and ambulance raced directly to the airport after having picked him mm-hmm. up right, right through the security gates onto the tarmac to the waiting Gulf Stream, put him on, and immediately flew out. I mean, it, there was no hesitation once they got him. It wasn't like, well, they put him on and go, go, go. They get him out. They said once they cleared North Korean airspace, he said there was a, a very... Very muted celebration. Now, normally, if you get somebody, you'd be like, yes, we, you know, whatever. But the problem was, he said, as happy as they were at that moment, the realization sit in that they were bringing Otto home to his parents in that condition, that the guy was that screwed up and he didn't end up living. I mean, the guy was unconscious and beat that badly. So they were happy they were able to do this, but they just started thinking of what his parents would go through when they saw him. Otto's dad at the time had explained what happened when they found out that Otto was being held Mm -hmm. and how this whole thing played out prior to president Trump wanting to help. His dad said, when Otto was first taken, we were advised by the past administration, meaning Obama and company to take a low profile while they worked to obtain his release. He went on to say, we did so without result. 
So if the State Department comes to you, if the president comes to you or somebody on his behalf and says, listen, we're trying to get him out. Just let us handle this. You, you got to let him. doesn't matter who the president is. They have expertise and ability and connections and things you don't. They just have resources you don't. What are you going to do? You don't have much of a choice. He said, we did so, though, without result. He said, earlier this year, Cindy and I decided the time for strategic patience was over because nothing had happened. He said, it was my understanding that special rep for North Korea policy, Yun, and his team at the direction of the president aggressively pursued the result, the resolution of the situation. I think the results speak for themselves. Now, let me remind somebody of the time frame. Otto was not unconscious when the people of North Korea took him. He was healthy, alive, functioning. Everything was great when he was incarcerated. By the time Trump got to him, he was unconscious. And what did the Obama administration say up front? Hey, let us hand this. We'll talk, whatever. What were the results? So if Obama had handled this a little more like Trump. A little more presidential. A little more presidential. Likely, Otto wouldn't have reached that condition. I mean, there's a lot of ifs there. I know that. Maybe they were only willing to let him go because he was unconscious and they got their pound of flesh. I, I don't know. But shouldn't you at least question that? And the fact that it didn't happen with Obama? And why was that not a priority? Meanwhile, so many other things were. From what we can tell, from what we know, as the story's been told to us, my comment on Trump's actions here were presidential. What I want a president to be. Not over the top, not arrogant, but strong. This has at least one part, Ronald Reagan, to it. We talked about this in the news and why it mattered re- recently. And you know what they keep saying about Trump? The guy's so dangerous. He's dangerous, Chris. We just don't know what he's going to do. You got Americans saying he's just dangerous. When Ronald Reagan was elected and Jimmy Carter had been so weak to stand up to Iran and the prisoners that were the American citizens that were held prisoner for so long, the hostages and Trump or um, uh, Carter was impotent to get them out. What they kept saying was, you know, Russia thinks he's a cowboy and Iran thinks he's they don't know what he's going to do. And the people on the left said he's going to be so bad diplomatically. He's going to be so bad because they just think he's a cowboy and they think he's dangerous. Isn't a little bit of that good? Yeah. Yeah. I want people when they see me and this is not arrogance. This is not me being like, oh, you're better than you. When they see an American move out of my way. Right. Because exactly. That, I yes. know that my government will go to hell and water to get me home. Right. The, the rule should be. And I've always said this, that if you were in the shadiest ass parts of the shadiest ass countries on this planet with the worst characters that are, you know, uh, taking people hostage and selling them on and whatever, that they're like, all right, go get those guys. Oh, wait, they're Americans. Okay, let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Let them pass. That they have to have that because Americans are always going to be targets because we are on the top rung and we have money and they think they can. They need to fear America if you harm America or Americans. 
Now, the other side is, and this is that being a moral country, that we constantly tell people, come and join us. You too can be an American citizen. You too can can share in all the bounty we have, but do it right. You know, we're, we're at a level that you should aspire to be. If you don't, Americans will always be a target and you will never, you will never end these things. We've had times of people being taken hostage uh, more often. It was more likely to be taken hostage. Americans injured around, you know, the globe, wherever they were tourists or wherever they were working and other times less. What do you think that's tied to? A president that's strong that says, I will go and get those people out. Yeah. One of... One of my happiest days as a young man was Ronald Reagan getting inaugurated and finding out that those prisoners came home. Man, I as a kid, that was like huge to me that they took them. I remember going, how can they do this? How can they do this? And why hasn't this impotent Jimmy Carter gotten them? Even at that, I knew America's strength. I understood the Cold War. I knew I understood Russia, but it wasn't even Russia. It was Iran. I mean, there's what's going on. Go get them. Go get them. And Nightline, every night, talking about these hostages. Go get them. And then Carter's weak helicopter rescue through the desert, which is one of the greatest blunders in How did that American up? military history uh, with American soldiers. I think they were Marines dying, mm-hmm. right? Mm. That even if effective, you would have gotten the prisoners and you would have done this. Ha, 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 we managed to get them as opposed to saying, we're not playing this silly ass game of flying helicopters in the dead of night through the desert and whatever. You're going to release them or it's going to be bad for you. The punishment will be severe. These regimes only understand that, that if you had managed to get them out secretly, sneaking, you won a battle and you lost the war. Stand up to these people. Trump, from what we can tell by this story so far, from what I want is presidential. iTargetPro.com is going to help you be a better target. You got to protect your family. You want to be a better target? Fine. Go to the range. Absolutely. Be proficient with your firearm. You dry fire at home? Awesome. How do you know what you're hitting? Well, with the iTargetPro system, you will. Go to iTargetPro.com. That's the letter I, TargetPro.com. Order the iTarget Pro system and you'll be able to dry fire, but you'll know what you would have likely hit because it works with a proprietary app on your phone that you set up near the target and a little laser round, little laser bolt that shoots out and you get to say, oh, look at that. I'm hitting right on target. Excellent. You can maximize your tactical advantage in your bedroom, your kitchen, the hallway of your house, your kids' rooms to say if it went down at work, at home, wherever, I now know you know what? Hiding under the bed would not be good. I don't get a good shot off there. Yep. But you know what? Hiding next to the fridge, I'm going to be all set. Practice at home over and over. It's also real fun to make the kids better at shooting as well. You can fire and fire and fire over and over again. You're never going to run out. And you're not going to yeah. shoot up the walls. You're not shoot up your TV. You're going to shoot up no. someone else. And there's there's no additional cost. You're no. going to use this over and over. It doesn't wear out that yep. way. Just go to itargetpro.com. Don't forget the promo code. Is there a promo code for this? DOSD. That's right, Doc, because we yeah. get 10% off. itargetpro.com. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network.
most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. What are you doing? It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Trying to make him think we're not live? We're not live. What are you talking about? You do not read any tweets. Is, is, is that the official thing? That's one of the things. We read tweets on the day they say we were not live, and they still called us that we were not live. Yeah, but they couldn't find the tweets. Uh, is that my problem? <laughs> So how about sharing some tweets? Okay. Brian Keith saying, the commandment states, thou shalt not commit adultery. That one gets broken so often. Can I have my Coke, please? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, the, blah, me- blah. the media is perfectly cool with your lifestyle. As long as your worldview supports lots of taxing and spending. Interesting. Uh, Josh Caldwell saying, Doc's giving away the nuclear football code. One, two, three, four, five. Amazing. I have the same combination on my luggage. (laughs) I do. Uh, Let's see here. The nerd uh, with Mojo 5.1. I forgot how much I love hearing about America going out of its way to get its citizens. Hell yes. I'm going to call foul on this one. What is that? Mojo 5.1. I thought it was, it tops at 50. So how can you be greater than 50? You know, some people just don't get it. That's all it is. You know, it's okay. You know, people are like that, you know. Um, you know, and that's not an arrogance to say it. It really is not. No. It's a place to aspire to be. It's something you want. Don't you want that level? Don't you at home want to know your family is protected? This is a desire to be safe that way. So you can travel the world that you're not going to be a target. I don't want others to be a target either. I would be great if citizens of the world could travel wherever and they're never a target. But I can't control those other countries. I don't vote there. I'm not a citizen of them. So you set that standard for Americans and you say, hey, become a state, become an American citizen, join us, we grow. That's how it's supposed to work. But yeah, I like hearing that too. It should be. Neil before Zach saying, this is my 10,000 tweet. For some strange reason, I want to drink a warm beer. Hmm, a warm beer. Isn't that disgusting? No, some people like warm beer. Really? Some countries, uh, like German beers, I think, are served room temperature warm. Oh. Not hot. Like oh, heated, I know. Yeah, not, not like cold. Tea, but, anyways, oh, yeah. that's gross. Uh, Brian Keith calling me out. Do you want to be a better target? Yeah, you're right. I uh, screwed that up. Do you want to be a better shot? So math. So I'm going to give you that. And the way we speak. Oh, that's being judged as we talk. Well, that should be, though. I'm going to give him that. I okay. screwed that up. Truth lives here. I'm all right. Okay. Does truth still live here? Oh, it, it does. It okay, does. Good. It does. It does. Uh, I love Doc's tiny sack saying, so talks with evil dictators on the Trump is a whose uh, eggplant is bigger competition? Honestly, there is. That That absolutely is part of it. It should be. No, I mean, it really is. That's all. Dictators are driven, of course, by their own selfishness. Yes. We know this and their own ego and arrogance. And so, only of understand. course, that's what it is. Right. Yeah, they're crazy. I mean, do you think Stalin was uh, was all uh, in his own right mind? No. And no. do you think he, uh, you know, you think he got the job done when it came to, you know, the eggplant? <laughs> no, likely the guy had some shortcomings. Yes. And yes. was like, all right, I'm going to make up for it by killing 20 million of my own people. <laughs> Bob, blah, blah. That's two for Bob, blah, blah. I know. It because and that's two yesterday, too. Bob, what are you paying him? Uh, President, I'm okay with that, but how about giving me a little something? President Doc will tell Kim Jong-un in so many words, see all our missiles? They get a little bit faster after 11 p.m. <laughs> 
Come on down these stores. We're going to all that would be. We're going to negotiate till 11, then they come a little bit faster uh, did, did, at you. Did you see that little ping? That little it bit. gets real faster <laughs> at, at 11. You know, I may also have footage of uh, Nakasaki and Hiroshima, too. <laughs> see this? I don't know what you've learned. This is, this is what it was. Okay. Paul B. We saying, were likely going to win that war anyways. We still F them up. Here, this, see this? <laughs> Paul B. saying, if only Uncle Ernesto could read. Uncle Tomas. Tomas. Tomas, yes, Ernesto. It's Tomas, Tomas, not Tomas, Tomas. What did I say? Whitey version. How did I say it? Tomas. You're putting so much <laughs> okay, emphasis right. on the things. All right, very good. All right, uh, let's see here. Other tweets coming in. James in Louisiana saying, when Chris Cruz reads tweets from accounts that doesn't exist, TMB gate. Uh, uh, are, don't these accounts all exist? Oh, I don't know. Have you seen all the tweets I read? I mean, you just read one from a guy who said from counts don't exist, so that doesn't exist? Yeah, I guess not. That's really clever of you yeah. to have made up yes. a tweet about yes. an account not existing oh, thank you. from an account that doesn't exist. Thank that you. does give, wow, that does make it believable. So thank good you. for you, Chris. Nice job. Yeah. I right, get the tweets in or set up don't. a fake account, Chris. Okay. It's at Doc Top to show it real Chris Cruz. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Amazing news yesterday from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Oh, the gun one? Yeah. Did you see that? But it's amazing because there was another similar gun ruling out of the West Coast. Yes. Just a couple of days ago. Yeah, I think it was California. Both of them standing up for the Second Amendment. Unbelievable. I, I don't know what happened. Well, I don't want to say unbelievable because that's the way it should be, but it's unbelievable that it's coming out. I started, I was like, did somebody hear trumpets? Was there like the fifth seal broken or something? Because did the horseman like, just pass by? Right, because well, this should not happen from no. the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. I mean, it should happen. It should happen. History is our guide. No, it wouldn't happen normally. So the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Second Amendment protects the right to open carry a gun in public for self-defense. Uh, Pretty basic, pretty simple, pretty obvious. Most of us are like, yeah. Duh. But this is the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. (laughs) Some of you are like, yeah, the uh, 1700s called. They won their laws back. (laughs) (laughs) They still ruled two to one. The fact that anybody would not get. I mean, listen, if you don't like the Second Amendment and you want to repeal it and you want to offer another amendment, fine. I could disagree with you on that. But the fact is, yes, it absolutely protects your right for self-defense to, not even for self-defense, to just openly carry a gun in public. Period. Done. If you want. End of yep. story. Right. Still, one of them ruled against it. Two to one. It's uh, it's now the rule. It um, actually went against a lower court ruling. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was based uh, from a law out of Hawaii. What Hawaii did was they 
told a guy, George Young, that he could not have a permit to openly carry a gun in public. Okay. And he said, I want to because I want to be able to protect myself. They said, you can't do it. So it was on his behalf that this was challenged. And the lower court had sided with Hawaii, the people mm. in Hawaii, the officials there, who said the amendment only applied to guns kept in homes. Okay. Now, come on, guys. Yeah. Calm down. It's, it only applies to guns in homes? No. Why no. would it? Even if you don't like the Second Amendment and you want to, again, have it repealed, how would it only apply to that? That makes no sense. Maybe that's why, uh, you know, the that's Ninth Circuit ruled. Court of Appeals ruled that way. But regardless, they got it right. We do not. This is um, what the one judge wrote. Listen to this. You're going to love this. We do not take lightly the problem of gun violence. Okay. 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 <laughs> it's just funny they threw that in there. Which the state of Hawaii has understandably sought to fight. But for better or for worse, <laughs> the Second Amendment does protect the right to carry a firearm in public for self-defense. <laughs> Do you know how hard it was for them to yes, write that? It very difficult. For better for or for worse, that horrible, horrible Second Amendment. Well, does protect your rights. Yes, it does. Carrying self-defense in public. Who would have thunk it? I know, right? Who would have thunk it, Doc? California law professor says states like Hawaii and California are going to have to allow far more guns on the streets than they do today based on this ruling. They're going to have to. They're going to be forced to. Good. He said states will be able to ban concealed carry, but only if they allow people to carry their guns openly displayed. Okay. I didn't realize there would be one or the other. Now, he's obviously talking about the way these laws have been interpreted and ruled on and set precedent for. So that's good. Mm -hmm. California's having trouble. Two years ago, a full panel on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that there's no right to carry concealed guns in public. That was two years ago. Okay. There's no right to carry concealed guns in public. Today, they say you can open carry. So... (laughs) With those two going together, you're going to get to carry open carry if they don't want you to conceal carry. Judge Richard Clifton, uh, who dissented, suggested that SCOTUS is inevitably going to have to weigh in on this issue because there are several conflicting appeals decisions right now that show there is no single voice in this question, as he put it. Mm. So as long as the Supreme Court doesn't rule on it and there are no similar circuit court of appeal rulings in other parts of the country this is the law okay okay they have said this is what the standard Mm -hmm. is if there are other courts at the same level other circuit courts in the united states that have ruled on a similar question Mm -hmm. and it competes with this we don't know it goes back and forth and we have some of those right now where okay it's kind of up for interpretation whatever part of the country you're in Usually the Supreme Court then steps up and offers some sort offers of ruling. Offers the ruling, yes. I think they likely will. You think, I think so? Yeah, this will be one that will be easy picked for up. them to rule on and pick up because they've heard so many of these arguments in the past, number one. Number two, the Ninth Circuit ruled likely as the Supreme Court ruled. Mm-hmm. So it's good It's good image for the SCOTUS. Yes, it is. They're yes. not. It's not that crazy right-wing SCOTUS no. court. No, no. We just upheld what the we Ninth agreed Circuit with said. Them. They say they did it. Yeah. So it's, I know it shouldn't be that way, but they do like to keep themselves as clean in this stuff as possible. And then we know if the judge Kavanaugh gets, you know, picked to take that role, we know we have him already. That vote is... Do we? Yes, we do. Do we? I think we do. Do we? Really? I'm just saying, can you imagine if they pick up, pick this up, 
And then Kavanaugh is the swing vote that rules the other way. I'm going to punch him to throw. I will punch him to throw. (laughs) That would be just our luck. circuit. You know what? No, what? I don't want to go to the Supreme Court. No, you're I'm scared. I'm good right here. I'm I'm good. Why why are we pushing it? Let's just leave it in that circuit court. Because I bet you this. The stupid Supreme Court will go opposite what the Supreme, what the Ninth Circuit Court said. I can see that coming. I can see it in the walls writing right now. That's the what Supreme happen. Court gets it wrong, and everybody's like, "Wait a Wait, minute, what? What? It, it, this was an easy case. This was just an easy win." I mean, Kavanaugh is still a bit of a question. Well, I can't trust people to use ketchup for the spaghettis. So. Right. I mean, he's definitely. Well, he doesn't deserve. That's in the Constitution. He's not eligible. To <laughs> no, be he's not. Supreme Court justice. Then, <laughs> how dare you use ketchup? Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm left with Ginsburg. <laughs> the, yeah, I'm creep- left with Ruth, Ruth Buzzy Ginsburg. The little thing that falls asleep every time. Rooting you look for at her retirement. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I'm left for. I thought you said for- Paul Blart will go first before her. No, no, no. I said, uh, if I had to, if you said, okay, you're a betting man, mm-hmm. put down odds who the next one to go is. Yeah, Ruth is next. Ruth Buzzy Ginsburg. I think she's waiting vote. for her movie. But my my long shot candidate that pays better odds, Paul Blart. Paul yeah, Blart. Justice Paul Blart. She doesn't yeah. look so healthy. No. You know. Well, again, I'm like not hoping for bad. No, we're not. I mean, I'd be. I'm willing to take retirement. Yes. It doesn't have to be her meeting her maker, but <laughs> does she believe in a maker? No, that's true. She wouldn't. That's right. She'll be my maker, but not hers. It doesn't exist. I like that. You know, what? I'm going to use that in the future. You're going to be my maker, not yours. So that's a good gun ruling, yes, right? Yes, it is. Very good. When I saw the headline, I was like, wait, court, appeals court allows Second Amendment open carry. Okay, wait, didn't we just have one? I didn't even get to talk about this. The California State Appeals Court just okay. a couple of days ago barred enforcement of a California law that would require the purchase of ammo. Um. Uh. Only uh, that you couldn't purchase through mail order or on the internet. Okay. You still had to go through a local. A local. And then right, and they have uh pretty onerous laws about buying it even through yes. a dealer. So the state appeals court bounced that. Good. Listen to their argument. This is pretty good. Okay. The law was blocked. Uh, has been blocked for I don't know, almost ten years, mm-hmm. uh, eight years, something like that. Um, while they while this has made its way through the appeals process. And it required buyers of ammunition to be thumbprinted and sellers to keep records of all the transactions. Okay. The 5th District Court of Appeals ruled 2 to 1 in California that most types of ammo are not limited to handguns. No. Because the rule said this was for handgun ammo. Okay. And it said most of it is not limited to handguns and can be used in rifles, other firearms. Yes, it can. Okay. As a result, people affected by the law would not have fair notice whether it applies to their transactions. That is true. A little gray there, right? Yeah. I had the ammo for this. You say yeah. I can't have it for that. What if it covers both? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, they may be at risk of prosecution. Yes. Wow, that's actually pretty smart. Not Very. just because they got it right the way, it the way I wanted to. The law wasn't written properly. Mm-hmm. When they passed this, it was, I want to say 2010. I think it was 2010. Okay, so eight years ago. Guess who signed it into law? 2010. The governor of California at the time. Was it Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The Republican Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. signed the law, yeah. making it more difficult to get ammunition in California. Hmm. 
the I'll Republican Arnold, the conservative mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. You're not putting air quotes up there. You're, you're throwing these words out there. There we go. There yeah, we go. The one I, he would claim I just to. don't like you. Keep and that's the that. problem with yes. it because he yes. wasn't. He wasn't. No, he was not. Not even close. He was, was he. <laughs> it, it's not even like you no. Know, he wasn't just a moderate Republican. The guy's a progressive. Progressive. Republican. We understand yes. how that works. Yes. All right. Get the tweets in with the hashtag. What I learned today. Your boy won last night. Brian Kemp. Oh, Brian Kemp. Oh, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, he uh, won. We had him on yesterday. We talked yep. to him in the past. He had got the Republican nominee for uh, governor Georgia. of California. Uh, not California, of Georgia. I wish it was uh, California. He, yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> um, it was pretty good. He got it, and I he, got your numbers. He sound by it. 10 points, right? He was up, no, uh, 69% to 30%. Holy moly. No, he won by a landslide. Like, it was no close. Brian Kemp got 400,000 wow. votes. Casey Cagle, which is the lieutenant governor, right. got 178,000 votes. Wow. Yes. I'm he, trying to figure out the political implications of that. Well, here's the thing. So, Kemp goes big. He's the one that had the commercial. The two very critical commercials. The one that pointing the gun at the boyfriend. At the boyfriend of his daughter. He was really just sitting next and to him. The, what was the other one? My favorite one, which was his truck. Let's get pick up those illegals. That's right. Burr, burr. I'm trying to, take, trying to pick up the illegals. I mean, it was fun. It was over yeah. the top or whatever. He seems like a pretty decent guy. Yes. But um, so he got a lot of attention. So yes. he's on the radar screen. Yes. He got endorsed by Trump. Yes, and so, Vice President Trump. Uh, I mean, Pence. Vice President Pence. So they're behind him. So you go, oh, well, okay, great. But. The other guy's the lieutenant governor. He's already there. Already there and was backed by uh, current governor uh, Nathan Deal, is it? I think it is, yes. So this shows the divide in the Republican Party. Yes. The old guard, the the establishment, whatever, versus the more over-the-top, new Trump-supported candidates And by the way, Casey Cagle was seen as this establishment Republican. And a lot of people were just, we don't want that. And look at Georgia. Look at Georgia today. Mm. You want to go there and live right there right now? I don't. It's not good. And all the points that Brian was bringing up about business, small business, he was hitting them on the nail, man. He was right there. And I think he he literally, it was a fantastic. I was watching it last night. And as soon as it hit 50%, I was like, he got it. There's no way a lieutenant governor can come back from that. There's no way. Yeah, that's, uh, well, the reason that's important is because of course, some of the more recent elections, people said, oh, look at this Trump's power. It's all gone. No. Brady can't do it. Maybe that's just because it's Georgia, although Georgia does have Atlanta right in the middle. Yes, and that's going to be pretty progressive. Very. The rest of the state's going to pattern. But wow. I mean, again, that is just the Republican primary. Yeah. So you're not going to have those people you would just have within the Republican Party. Is that only in Georgia, the support of mm. that wing of the party? Uh, I think. I think not just Georgia. I think if you go up to 13 states, you know, on the East Coast, I think you still have that. that uh, Establishment? No, you want to look something new. I think that's what you're doing. I think that's the reason you got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yes. or whatever. If it's you the, look at it, you the know, DC yes. insiders are. You're looking for the outsider. They, they saw Trump. They're like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Yeah. The outsider works. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh my gosh. Brian Kemp. Yep. You've seen all these outsiders being like, boop, oh, they might be up to something. I don't know if that's an indicator of what's coming this fall, the midterms, but it's something. I think we're going to see shock across the board. Like, people are going to go away from the incumbent. That's probably a good way to look at it, yeah. I think a lot of like, turnover. Oh, my gosh. Wait, it's still blue, 
but really? No, we still have a lot of primaries. I mean, I'm sorry. To. It's still red, but really? Different guy. They want a different or guy. Or still blue, but Or still blue, guy. and they want a different girl or guy? Yeah. I see that. So By I the think. way, Tennessee is also running. We reached out to the Tennessee governor, uh, the one that she, uh, she's a speaker. She wants to run for governor. She declined because she didn't want the national spotlight on her. And she made some comments. Um, which gets, I'm going to show you the email. It gets me really aggravated. And I told them I was going to talk about this today. Um, she caught the spotlight because she's talking about marijuana and stuff like that. Her marijuana, press yeah. sec says, um, we don't want the national spotlight, so we're going to just stay here. I'm like, okay, that's one. That's you're right. But just know, I will talk about this okay. email the next day. Okay. Warning, warning. Thank you. Uh, there's what not is one hiding? skeleton. There is Doc, a whole if you fleet don't want, of skeletons in your closet. If you don't want yep. national attention, and I didn't say, because you should want to yep. send an email and say, hey, you want to join us on the national show? No, I didn't say none of that. I said, like, hey, I just want to talk about you know the candidacy. She goes, oh, we don't want the national attention. We just want to keep it local. Oh, okay. Oh, warning, warning. Have you, do you ever see the movie Primary Colors that was, was pretty no. much was Bill Clinton? Go back and watch that. Primary Colors? It's a pretty good movie, and it really is probably Bill Clinton. There's parts of it that are really going to be Bill. I mean, likely they wrote it without wanting to get in trouble for saying yeah, it's Bill Clinton. Yeah. But and then obviously there's some poetic license they okay, took with it or whatever. It. But in the movie, they come down and it's the primaries, right? Mm-hmm. And Larry Hagman, old actor who's now dead, is playing one of the candidates that they're facing okay. uh, in the primary. Mm-hmm. And Larry Hagman at one point is uh, kind of thrust into it because one of the other candidates I think dies or something. Okay. So he's you know, he's getting all the attention and he's like, you know, maybe we just, you know, everybody just kind of calm down. So like he keeps like shying away from the engagement, the battle of it. Well, it turns out because he had some big old skeletons in his closet. <laughs> yeah, that's that gives me a little pause. There. It does. It does. I'm like, you know what? The National Spotlight, dude, don't you want the National no, Spotlight? I want just enough to get me elected. No more that would cause people to like dig. So don't I, dig. Don't I really look. wanted to be like, what are you hiding? <laughs> right? Maybe maybe you ask it. You maybe you send her the audio and say, That's, okay. I mean, I'm serious. I'm, no. I'm not joking about this. That okay. really makes me think you got okay. something up. I will- why would? Why else would you not? If they said we really don't have time to get all the interviews in, mm-hmm. like uh, Cortez. Yes, she's being we hit by everybody. Her. She really does not and, have time. And we emailed her, and they replied back, "We don't have time. Maybe in the future." Which is true. Like, they okay. they really are being yes. inundated with yes. people all over. Every mm-hmm. rag, left wing and right wing oh, organization they want all out there wanted yep. out there. No one knows who this other chick is. No, I didn't even know her until I saw that one link about marijuana. So aside That's from your time, why would you not want the additional attention? By the way, national also means there's people in your state or district yes. that are listening as well. Yes. And national means, hey, if you do well, they're going to funnel money into your campaign all over the country. Yep. Or world in that case. So shady. I'm just saying it sounds shady to me. <laughs> Maybe not, but it sounds that way. Sean Spicer has a book out called The Briefing. I, I got to listen to this thing. The audio book is available right now at audible.com. Yes, at audible.com. And you tweeted about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, his seven months... As press secretary, seven months. So he cool. still did better than uh, Scar Scarlucci, Scar Scarmucci, <laughs> Scarmucci, Scarmucci. Still did better than him, but seven months. And and McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy, playing him. Oh, that what was fantastic! Awesome time. That was awesome. His book, uh, the briefing, 
just shows basically the first uh, insider account of what it was like to be part of the administration. We haven't had a lot of information. The guy's only been president, you know, a yeah. year and a half, two years. And he's narrated by him. Right. He narrates it, which is good. So you hear it in his own words, his own voice. It's behind the scenes telling about the administration. It's provocative, enlightening. It's a political memoir that shows... Just the inner workings of the administration. If you're a political junkie, you just support the president. Or if you don't, you're going to want to hear Sean Spicer's The Briefing available at audio. I think we have a little clip of it as well. We have a clip and of doing it. the narration is a really unique experience. I've read a lot of things from a podium before, but sitting there and reading a 250-page book of your own life is just absolutely one of the most unique experiences I've had. Because as you're reading it, there's emotions that are coming up through you. There are circumstances and and details that you are suddenly remembering as you're reading it for the first time out loud. This administration. Wow. Audible.com. Yep. Audible.com. And it's it's a fascinating. Here's the thing, guys. It's eight hours long. So just be ready to just put in the car, long trip or... And it work. a lot of people already have Audible. I think, yes. does Audible come with your Prime membership? Audible, some okay. come with your Prime membership, yes, because I know mine did, but I bought, I bought the more expensive because it's okay. student one. But Audible is partnered with Prime. Amazon. Yeah, with Amazon. So if you have an Amazon membership, check, check it out. You may already be signed up for Audible, yeah. and it'll be real easy to, to, to download yep. this and buy it. Um, if you don't, um, you can sign up for an Audible account. They're yes. actually pretty good. I have an Audible account because yeah. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Yep. I'm traveling. Uh, Sean Spicer, The Briefing. Look for it today at audible.com. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio. Hosted by a white guy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Please go to usewaxrx.com. Why would use I go there? Usewaxrx.com. Get the, use the, get the uh, WaxRx system. I can't hear you. Why would I go get there? Get the WaxRx system. Get the what? Get the WaxRx system so you clean the earwax out of your ears. Oh, Usewaxrx.com. Okay. Three-step system. You put the drops in your ears. It softens the earwax up. Then you get specially designed pump to flush the stuff out. And then, of course, the pH balance rinse that leaves your ears feeling soft and supple. You're going to love it. You'll have it on hand, and you will use it over and over and over. Your family, you don't know when you're going to need the stuff, right? But you know you shouldn't be shoving that Q-tip in there, or your car keys, or your fingernail, or anything else that you can find. <laughs> fingernail? Wow, if you could fit your finger in your ear to get your fingernail Don't you remember the guy there. we talked about last week who had those really oh, long ones? Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. Just really gross too, yeah. but he don't do him. any of that stuff. Yeah. Use WaxRx.com, but remember the promo code radio because it's going to give you free shipping right to your door. Use WaxRx.com. All right, Cory Booker speaking on Kavanaugh. We have a clip who? of Cory Booker, the uh, the senator, Cory Booker. Oh, the... <laughs> yeah, that f- is still one of my favorite <laughs> pictures ever. Cory Booker with the two hands like this or whatever. <laughs> All right, want to hear his comments speechifying about Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. Because, you know, they do not like they Brett not Kavanaugh, like Brett even Kavanaugh. though Brett nope. Kavanaugh is not extreme conservative on the, mm. uh, you know, from based on his past mm-hmm. writings. Not, he's not the extreme conservative. He's not, you know, Alito. Okay. He's not Scalia. No. But, of course, they got to take him down. And yep. this goes beyond politics. Really? Or law or the Supreme Court for Cory Booker. 
This is about morality. Where do you want your party to turn? I mean, there's a thought that a hard left turn. This is not, you know? this is not Cory Booker. That is uh, something else. That was Neil Cavuto. Do we have Cory Booker? There is so much at stake here. This has nothing to do with politics. This is to do with who we are as moral beings. And so I want to call on everybody. I'm not here to tell folk just what they should know. I'm here to call on folk to understand that in the moral moment, there is no, there is no neutral. In, in, in a moral moment, there is no bystanders. You are either complicit in the evil, you are either contributing to the wrong, or you are fighting against it. There's a understand that yeah it's a moral moment it's a moral moment that that's what's at stake here yeah morality and he's right by the way yeah you know if uh there are times where if you're not doing something then you are complicit right you're supporting the evil you know only for evil men to for evil to flourish is good men do nothing yeah the quote from bert okay yeah gotcha he's talking about brett cavan on the supreme court yeah okay You you think that's important okay uh, I'm sorry, Corey, but you don't get to invoke morality as your guide occasionally. It does not you don't, work that way. You don't get to do it just once in a while. Here and there. I'm not going to let you do it. No. IRS targeting? Huh. You fought against it. Oh, nothing going on there. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fast and Furious, Benghazi? Mm. How about abortion? Hello. How about that? Hmm. Remember, your fear for Brett Kavanaugh is that he's going to reverse Roe v. Wade? Okay. That's your moral high ground. You're taking the moral high ground about abortion. You're on the right side of that. On killing babies. Okay. How about Iran? How about North Korea? You supported the Iran deal, which gave the money back to uh, Iran after those hostages were taken and never made whole. Their families never made whole. You supported that. How about North Korea? See, here's the thing. Even if you were to prioritize, okay, fine. Brett Kavanaugh is a moral moment for you. Great. But prioritize. Yeah. Brett Kavanaugh is more important than any of those things, than the people of North Korea suffering right now. What he may do while ruling as one of nine on the Supreme Court is more important than right this moment, people in Iran and North Korea being tortured and raped. Yeah. Really? How come you're not out fighting for uh, um, ICE? Yeah. Ice protects the borders and also stops sex traffickers, yeah. human trafficking. But you're not out there defending ice for the people that say shut it down. Sorry, Corey. I'm not going to let you have a cold blade. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Neil before Zach says Justice Alito is twice the man Brett Kavanaugh is, literally and figuratively. Yeah, oh, he, uh, really? Yes. He, he really is. That's a low joke on that one. Alito is beefed up. Have you yes, seen him? Yes, yes, yes. That's a, that's a pretty good gig on the Supreme yes. Court there. You make yes. a couple of bucks. You're pretty much untouchable. You don't have to run for, re-ele- for election. It's not you know that because it's a lifetime appointment. 
Who's you know, the most happiest right now is the newest, uh, what was the, the last one? Neil Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch is so happy because he's no longer the 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 guy the has newbie. to get up and open the door. He's not yeah. the newbie. He's then the newbie anymore. He's yeah. like, yes. Yes. He's I, like. <laughs> now, the newbie is going to be like, damn it, can you guys retire? Yeah, he I am get, tired of be, cooking for you guys, opening the doors. Exactly right. I am, can, can you retire? Paul Blart. Let's see. Gorsuch has had to be hazed for what uh, seven months, something like yeah, that. Yeah, some not even a year yet. Not even a year. Yeah, that is a good gig. It's we right. should do some history on that. Who was <clears throat> hazed the least in the Supreme Court? Some of them have been there for years before somebody retired. So the the only real difference is if you're the newbie on the Supreme Court, is that you have to get up and answer the door. You're the bitch. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're the bitch of the Supreme Court. Uh, from what they tell from us. From what they tell us, yes. Now, there could be some other crazy hazy as well. Where, Frat party. Where, right. Paul Blart's <laughs> like, come in here, newbie. Come in here. That's right. That's right. They didn't tell you what your duties are. Well, I got a whole laundry list for you, buddy. Lock the door. Celebrity Chef Patrick talks Disturbing. business and food trends with Doc Thompson and the Always Hungry Morning Blaze crew. Yeah, I had to get out of that somehow. Chef Patrick Mosier, if you need a uh, business consultant specialized in food uh, service, it's at FoodBizPro on Twitter. You can follow him or go to FoodBizPro.com. His new platform, Spoonie, will be up uh, real cool uh, real soon at Spoonie.com. All right, so Patrick brought in some supplies. That's not cooking. It's not cooking. No, but we talk about food in general and food service and stuff as well. He brought in for some stuff for us to try that there is a whole new push and in um, uh, convenience type stores mm-hmm. and stuff to stock healthier stuff, variety of stuff that you just couldn't find. So even a couple of years ago when I was on Whole30 for a long period of time, if I stopped at a convenience type store or a truck stop, there was nothing I could eat. I could drink the water. Like the bottled water. Are you sure that you could drink the water? No, no out of the bottle. <laughs> oh, the okay. <laughs> but I couldn't drink any other liquids there. And I may be able to find like a banana or sometimes they'd have like cut up candle. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that was it. I, yeah. There was nothing else for me to eat. Yeah. Now I go in the store with Patrick yesterday and I notice they have all of these uh, RX bars even, which I had to buy online at the time. They're even in 7-Eleven. That's pretty cool. So yep. they have a lot of new offerings. Uh, and I think this is just kind of the new push of the future, right? What they To be yeah. competitive. Yeah. I mean, they're really capitalizing on the market trend now to go healthier, uh, fresher, and more whole food based. And uh, the variety of stuff they have now, even, the, even kind of the junk food. Like, uh, so we chose Snickers bar there, but Snickers has three new varieties. They have an Brand espresso, they have a fiery. I'm going to guess the other one's actually the original. It says salty and sweet. Okay. I'm not sure I didn't try it. Okay. Um, well, it's a little <laughs> I don't think of the original as salty. espresso, and salty. What's I don't, yeah, I mean. I don't think the original is salty. No, I, I mean, maybe with just, the peanuts. Uh, it's just sweet yeah. and nutty. Uh, 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 there we go. I'm on the wrong way. There you Where go. Where are you going? There you go. Just put it closer way. to you. Right, okay, yeah. right. oh, there, there you go. go. Well, I was doing the <laughs> Look other camera before. I was on the wrong one. There but, we go. but they've taken all these other uh, interesting snacks that would have been typically <clears throat> ethnic. Um, well, I found some of these chili well, lime. Racist. These chili lime. Well, these chili lime uh, chickpeas. Okay. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey. Did you just drop? You just drop a buttload. Grays, Grays, which is a really big <laughs> brand right now. They have these veggie protein powder um, little um, veggie snacks. I mean, they right. have like four different flavors, and then. They have the trail mix, spicy, sweet beef, Oberto, but that's actually trail mix with chocolate and nuts and dried fruit. How can that be healthy, though? And jerky. 
How can that be healthy? Well, well, first of all, it has a lot of protein and whatever. It does. It's going to have some sugar and stuff okay. in it. But the calories were pretty no. low as well and a lot of protein. And ca- comparatively, when you think about traditional um, chips mm-hmm. and candy and things like that, it's pretty healthy. <clears throat> try try yeah. one of these first. Uh, those, are the, the, uh, those are the chili lime mm-hmm. uh, chickpeas. Okay. What do you think? There's something in the middle. No, no that's just the chickpea. It's no, a fried chickpea. No. So you don't like them? No. I knew Chris wasn't. No. What are the outside ones? Uh, that's the no. That's the uh, veggie mix. That's the veggie protein. It's got veggie protein powder, uh, spicy chickpeas, black pepper, cashews, and edamame beans, which are mm-hmm. basically just soybeans. No. Okay, I like those. There's when you go to Asian stores, they have a lot of interesting little snacks like this that combine a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. yeah what are those? I can those see why you like this. The, this those, has Asian all over it. <laughs> hey, you know. It has Asian all over it. Oh yeah. That's, it's, that's the best way to say. It. Try this in the middle now. That. that actually looked really good with the little pieces of dark chocolate in there, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the the, jer- the mm-hmm. beef jerky in there. Mm-hmm. I think you said, didn't you find one that had like it was bacon or jerky mm-hmm. and chocolate and mm-hmm. something else? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had this one before too, a couple weeks ago. You'll notice the problem with this. Did the chocolate melt? Mm. No. Different textures. Mm. Everything else is gone. Oh. Except you still yeah. the jerky still jerky. there. It's yeah. good other than that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I had to spit it out. The jerky threw me off. So they probably need to cut them. Mean? Yeah, it, I, it was it was okay, but once I bit the chocolate, not good. Well, that's from who? Who produces, yeah, who produces that? Was that uh, Ortega? Or, Orberto. Orberto. Yeah, bit, Yeah, we disowned him. He's not Hispanic anymore. <laughs> I think if they made the the piece of jerky smaller so that it chewed up faster, yes, I could mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, because that's what threw me off. I was the, still chewing. Seriously, still chewing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's really good. It's just yeah, the that's, that's why I'm not yeah, the very through me I have a hard yeah. enough time speaking without food in my mouth, so we'll just... The yeah. jerky needs to be uh, like a fifth of the size yeah, of those small, pieces. Yeah, much smaller right. pieces. So the fiery, what makes it fiery? Like I don't know. I, I'm, dust? I, I didn't read the ingredient list, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume they put like chipotle powder or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Try a little of the spicy. Okay. What do you think, Chris? I'm waiting. Okay, there's a little burn. There's a burn after it. That's okay. I liked it. There is. Okay. It's um not a lot, but it's 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 small. It's kind of like cayenne pepper, where it doesn't have a flavor. It's just well, the what heat. Is it, though? And these are Snickers fiery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New one. And this is Snickers espresso. Ooh, the espresso is good. Is it okay? There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the oh. end. Oh, that's there cayenne. it is. Yeah. That's cayenne chili. Okay, cayenne yeah, chili. That's cayenne pepper. Try the uh, try the espresso. Okay. I'm going to move on to the um, the caramel. Whoa. The espresso, as soon as I put it in, really that's good. good right from the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning, mm-hmm. you can see that 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 coffee bean, right? It's coffee that's bean? really good. Oh mm. yeah, it's coffee bean. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good. And the salty and sweet, I don't know if that's any different. No, maybe it's like a payday mixed in with a. It tastes a lot like Snickers to me. Well, that's probably it's pretty so cool though. Mm-hmm. If you look at it from a visual perspective, right? They all look the same. Well, mm-hmm. now you just mixed them up. No, no, no. I just went and put them in the middle. But they do. I, I wow. looked at the piece to that see if I could see. spicy one's still killing me. Yeah, it's there. Mm. All right. Good stuff there. Lots of good options. Well, I, I spend a lot of time on the road, in the car, uh, <coughs> especially driving from Houston to Dallas, and I stop at Bucky's all the time, which is kind of a treasure. The still nat- haven't been there yet. Doc was saying the same I thing. I haven't either. Really? I've yeah, got some of their stuff. Okay, people, good. You know, <laughs> people always bring me <laughs> their stuff. Like, the what are the little cookies? The Bucky Bites? Uh, the, or? Buc- Bucky, the Bucky Nuggets? The Beaver yeah. Nuggets. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. Every time I go to Houston, there's yeah, there's one. There's a huge yeah, one on I-45 on the, on the left side. And every time I say, Autumn, I want to stop there. And then I was like, oh, no. 
I just passed it. Well, if you're coming back from Houston, it's just outside of town, so yes. you're not ready to stop yet. No, so exactly. Like Sheets or Wawa, kind similar of, to that. Kind of, they, but they brand I know it's everything. Got a real cult following. Like, like they sell their own barbecue pits there, right there. Mm. They sell um, everything Bucky's branded, and then they just have a ton of treats and snacks and a deli counter. And well, yeah, Pat the 15, Pig 15 is from different. Bucky's. Mm-hmm. That pig that he's Norts is it? Is from Bucky's. <laughs> That's from Bucky's. And mm-hmm. when he said that, I was like. That's a gassish. How do they have pigs? Dude, they have a whole bin full of pigs. Oh, yeah. You go to some of those, they have 100 pumps at some of those Wow, that's stations. huge. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. wow, I'm, like, I'm a Sheets man. Yeah. What is Sheets that? is good. It's like Wawa. You've been to Wawa? I love the Wawa. Yeah. The Wawa's it. Yeah, Wawa's Hold pretty on right good. there. Wawa's it. No, no, no. You've not been to Sheets. I mean, there's Dog. Wawa and it's good, but Sheets. No, there's Sheets, no Trump, way. Wawa. There's okay, don't no do way. That. Now, I could, see, I could see, you know, uh, Bucky's beating Wawa, but I don't see Wawa could beat your... Your Ohio crap that you talk That's about. That's not from Ohio. And what is it from? I don't even know where they're headquartered. They're just East Coast. I don't mm, know. Yeah, interesting. It's around the same areas that Wawa. They're I remember of, the first Wawa mm. that opened in Florida. <gasps> it was a madness. It just, was. You've not madness. been to Wawa, so we'll just uh, we'll okay. I'll forgive you for your ignorance. I mean, I mean, you've not been to Sheets. <laughs> Wawa's okay, but you've not been to the Sheets. So, okay. hey, uh, best restaurant in the world. What yes. is it? Once again, Osteria Francescana. Uh, there's a there's a very famous chef. He was if is that a ever, chain? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'll at, take two of those. At three fifty a plate. Yes, it's a chain. Whoa! Uh, yeah. Hi, welcome to Osteria Francesca. Can I have a value meal today? No, so, thanks. So, Massimo, Bat- Massimo Bertura. He's uh, he's become famous from the um, the Netflix uh, series Chef's Table, and he's um, this is in Italy. He's in Italy. Yes. I mean, is this restaurant star- in Italy? He's, too? Yeah, it is. Mm. He started in the United States, and. Um, it's in Emilia Romana in that region of, of uh, Italy. But he started out in the United States, went back to Italy, and, and just it took him a long time to become a superstar. But he's the one that during the, during the Olympics in uh, Brazil, he actually fed all of the homeless with the leftover food from the Olympic, at, the Olympic Village and Olympic Athlete Cafeteria food. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they had um, virtually zero waste. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And they, they, he's done a. I know there's a lot of, of politics when it comes to getting voted the best restaurant because mm-hmm. they've voted a couple times. But yeah, this is his second time in three years. So, I mean, but I mean, you got to have a certain level of quality and it, it, there's going to be a certain bouginess and foo foo that comes with it, right? Mm, yes. So, there, it's uh, most of these, uh, these are all Michelin starred restaurants for the most part. And they have very artistic looking plates. Remind me to ask you about the Michelin stars because I have a question about that. <coughs> I'll try to, I'll give yeah. you my best answer. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's he's worked really hard. He's uh, the the number one restaurant from last year is was Eleven Madison, um, and they actually dropped to number four this year. Oh wow! Okay, I wow. think one of the big things they're talking about is there are very few women uh, in the. Stop it! No, I know. It's, does that stop play, it! Does that you, play into it though? Is that it? Uh, you know, I think they're they're saying it's political, but I mean, okay. I, I think when you look overall at the the number of uh, female chefs versus men chef. Uh, so you tell me that you want me to tell, hey, get back, hey about, woman, get back to the kitchen. <laughs> Is that what you want me to tell me? Because last time I heard, you can't do that. So now, oh, you don't have enough women in the kitchen. Sorry, well, we'll deduct you, and you go to second hey, place. They're building communal housing without kitchens now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Come on, shut up. Speaking Anyways. of Michelin stars, mm-hmm. yes. So Chef Ramsey has Michelin stars. How, mm-hmm. how is it that you just keep getting Michelin stars, Michelin stars? Like, so mm-hmm. do they add up? Or is it like, I got three, You three. have a computer that mines for them, like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a very it's expensive, a very expensive, expensive and long process. Okay. long process. Okay. Can I buy into it? it cool. Can I buy into this? Because I want to yeah. get some Oh my Michelin God, stars. they are screwing up by not having a Michelin star cryptocurrency. They are totally screwed you know up. Oh give, them, give them a year. They'll have one now. <laughs> <laughs> um 
you earn one by the first Michelin star you earn. You can earn one at a time. So you okay. earn your first Michelin star by achieving a certain level of service and f- and food and creativity. So it's um, overall correct. Okay, and you never know when they're coming. Who's coming? The who the the people that represent the Michelin organization. Oh, so this is an organization that gives it's a it thir- out. It's a third party group. Oh, so it's like the Oscars. Is it or mm-hmm. is it like? Um, because it's not based, but it's not like the Oscars. Oscars based on one performance or okay, whatever, right? Exactly. This is whatever. This would be more like like a peace prize or something, right? Where the people are, they find out about you, they talk, but yeah, this guy gets yeah. one, like mm. kind of like that. Well, but they ha- they actually come in and they have to dine at the restaurant. They always send two people in. Okay. And if you've ever watched the movie Burnt, it kind of goes through the process. Burnt. Burnt. Um, so it's about a chef. He he kind of. Uh, goes down in flames in his career in London uh, or in in France. He moves back to London and he opens a new restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the process, they send these two Michelin star representatives to eat at the restaurant, and they they always do the same thing. One person orders a half bottle. One person orders a glass. They always order water, tap water. They always tap f- water. They, they take a fork and put it on the floor to see if you notice. Huh. Um, they do all these things, and then one gets the tasting menu, and one uh-huh. always orders an appetizer and an a la carte. Do they sit right? together? They do sit. Oh, together. do they? They sit together at okay. the same table. Well, if it's but always the same, wouldn't wouldn't you well, be like tipped yeah. off? You're like, oh my gosh, this got to well, be the guy. That's what I'm saying. In the movie, they say that they do that, okay. but the process is not oh, the same okay. all the time. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because and it's fun. It's tap water. That's really interesting. Tap water. That mm-hmm. is really cool. Yes, that's so, interesting. Yeah. But it's a very it's a very arduous process. There's a uh, Marco Pierre White who was um, Gordon Ramsay's mentor. Okay, he you should look up. He has this rant about the Michelin star and how the whole system's just a fallacy. And he's one of the best oh. chefs in the world. I think he had three Michelin stars at the age of 34. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, which was the youngest ever. Pretty amazing story. But yeah, I mean, you know, anything like that, there's going to be a certain amount of politics and yeah, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. In, in radio, there's the Marconi Awards. What is that? The what? Marconi Awards. You never even heard of him? Is that it's the Oscars like, for like, you guys? Uh, for you guys? You mean us guys? Who's, who's Marconi? I'm a producer. I'm not a co-host. Um, there are still categories for all of that really? as well. Yeah. Never mind. The Marconi in it. That's our the Marconis. Thing. And the winner is... I have, I have five, just so you know. Do you? I actually do. No, do you? Seriously? I am not kidding. Dude, we I, need to put up a trophy show. These were here. not solo performances. They were not solo performances. So they were for the group. They were <laughs> yeah, for the it was show. For different stations I've worked at. Yeah. Well, it's for the station. Uh, two uh, best big market station of the year. Okay. Um, two best uh, oldie station of the year and best morning show of the year. Do you get awesome. that? Size. Like, does each of you get a trophy or do you want trophy? No, there's a joint trophy. There's a joint which trophy. I do not have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm you still get it on Monday. But Tuesdays. I'm still claiming five. Damn it! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I have fewer uh, Michelin stars than I have Marconi awards. Oh, okay. So just okay. So you know. Well, I got no Oscars. Yeah, so, so do I actually. Oh, interesting. Very good. <laughs> All right, quick break. We're going to come back to the lightning round with Chef Patrick Mosier. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Because HR said we had to. So, it's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, time for the lightning round now. Patrick Mosier, uh, headline, another important reason to reduce sugar and seven ways to do it. What's another important reason to reduce sugar? You know, for your brain health, actually. Believe it or not. Really? What do yeah. you mean? So they're, brain they're, health? They're like, will brain it work better? Health. Will I not be as dumb? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> well. Sorry, Doc. Well, no, no. 
Uh, it, right. uh, so refined sugars block the production of serotonin, which is primarily produced in the gut. And so that's one of the, uh, the kind of the, the lubricant between synapses in the brain. Yeah. And so without, the, so without enough serotonin production, then everything's misfiring all the time. And you're not as happy, too, because that not, also regulates not, you know, like your moods, right? Yep, it does. And, and actually, people with low serotonin tend to be very grumpy, like mean even. Okay, mm-hmm. I think I got it. Yep, all right. And it's the sugar. Again, we realize it's the sugar is killing Processed sugar. All right, uh, lightning round headline. Uh, Jacksonville Burger King <laughs> customer appears to prepare food. Jacksonville Burger King customer appears okay. to prepare food. Is this what I think it is? Did they go and prepare food? Uh, it looks like the lady just jumps back there and the people let her prepare her own food. I mean, I watched so she's the video. Known I, to do this? Or did she just, she just went in and, hey, I'm making my burger. She's just behind the Get counter making way. the... I, I don't... Exactly. They fired two employees over this. So I'm guessing that either they knew her or they just allowed her to come back and help start making food. She's uh, in shorts. another possibility. Okay. I'm standing in line. What's there going on? There it is. Get, get out of the way. Get I know what way. I'm doing. I'll this just make my own sandwich. Yeah. It's a sandwich. hamburger for Christ's sake. It's it's a bun and cheese <laughs> and a burger. <laughs> and you have it there. Just open the, the, the thing. You if they get them let out. me do... I would do that. If it's faster... Make your own pizza? You put your Absolutely. hands right in the dough creamer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, not because I want to. Just get out of my way. It's like, come on, let's go. Faster? Sure. No, those are my fries. Drop your own. Drop your own. I started them before this. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. No, hey no. no. Back off. Back off. I need I a little suck extra, my but fries. I go first here. Uh, headline, uh. thieves nab large number of waffle cones from ice cream truck. Hello. Yeah, so uh, Chef Matt and I were talking about this in the kitchen. They only got the cones, so we're guessing since Massachusetts has legal um, recreational marijuana, they must have been high. Uh, they had yeah. ice cream and no and no cones, and they just went. And mm-hmm. they, okay, that makes because a lot they of took sense. an inordinately large amount. They don't say how many, but it was su- substantial. And uh, apparently, they broke into a two. It's like a double decker uh, mm-hmm. ice cream bus. Wow, an ice cream bus. Mm-hmm. Is that just for like as part of their display? Is that? Their presentation? I don't know. I mean, uh, that'd be kind of cool. Though. I mean, how do you That's get... That's what I was like, I guess yeah. if you get your cone downstairs and eat upstairs. Yeah. I, I mean, just marketing and stuff. Yeah. Anyways. Headline, small butcher shops are in a renaissance. How did they survive the supermarket offensive? You know, I don't know how they survived a lot of the smaller ones. Uh, the small independent butcher uh, shops were either clo- either closed or were absorbed by larger uh, regional shops. And they, they were just, most of them were put out of business. The... There's a heritage there, though, because most of these, um, I think they gave them staying power. There were neighborhood establishments that had that were multi-generational in operations. And so they had they had this familial tie and they had the neighborhood to kind of, uh, you know, support them over the years. But now the trend is going back towards these artisanal producers. Okay, so So we want to know where it's it's coming from. It's all the the artisanal, the The, low end or low end, smaller scale. Um, uh, micro exactly uh, specialty designer yep. all of those things on a small scale it's about the experience and we also want to know where it's sourced where does it come from you can't go to Kroger and say hey where did this package of beef come from you could but more than likely they can't tell you not for another not for 30 minutes I love until this because I it. love butcher shops I love going to the butcher shop you, you would usually get great deals like you said a good quality mm-hmm. and if, if it was uh, you know a guy in your community that knew you real well and you were a regular customer. He's going to give you a deal on some stuff if yep. he, you know, had some extra of this. Or they'll tell you when they have something special. 
right. right? Oh, I just got this veal, this round of, you know, this eye of the round this of veal. Awesome. I'm going to slice it up. You get some scallopini today. Mm-hmm. And they'll also do cuts that, so when you go to a grocery store, and I'm not knocking grocery store uh, meat counter workers, but typically they're not well-trained butchers. They don't have 20 or 30 years. You get the old guy behind the counter once in a while when they used to bring in a side of beef and break it down. They know how to do these these special cuts. But Mm -hmm. the the younger people working behind the counter, they do have a bandsaw on the back, but they're doing two or three cuts, and then the rest comes in pretty much ready to package. Right. Uh, well, and then you'd also get your local butcher too if you go in and go. Listen, I'm just I'm going to make some chicken soup or whatever. Do you just have some bones of that for stock? Mm-hmm. They'll throw them in. You can you know approach them that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. So what I see here, like so many of these other things we're talking about, is very little middle ground. Remember, with all of this stuff, because this is also business. You're either building businesses up or you're tearing them apart. This mm-hmm. is what you do. You grow. You're back and forth. You're cutting. You know, building things, putting them together, combining them, growing them, or you're tearing them apart. And this is just kind of the pendulum swinging back and forth. Right now, what I see is no middle ground with mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff. You'll either be that artisanal, yep. local, small scale, high quality, it's about the experience, or uber big corporate, much cheaper convenience and cost, convenience, convenience and cost up there like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just pick what's right for you. But I'm not going to see a lot of that middle ground. When I was a kid, there was more of the middle ground, this, you know, uh, kind of the hybrid in between. Yeah, exactly. The smaller grocery store chain, stuff like that. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think you're not seeing that as much. And there is kind of a kind of, di- of a, di- a division there where we're seeing the ultra high end and the and the, the lower end. And, and it's kind of polarizing. Everything's kind of going each direction, one or the other direction. Uh, speaking of butcher shops, I saw a story out of France. French butchers ask for protection from the government from militant vegans what militant vegans in france have been targeting butcher shops they got no energy they got no meat they're like i would come in and kick yourself (laughs) you know they need need to do remember the video we watched uh the guy that that um he's being harassed by uh people from PETA, and he just takes the whole uh loin to the front yeah and he butchers it right in the front window we're like a foot away from them. Yeah. And then they call the police and they're like, we can't really do anything. I sorry, mean, can't sorry. do whatever. Just no energy to protest. You can't, know, but in France, the militants are, I mean, they're in, in every aspect of uh, culture. Right? Did you see what happened in the Tour de France yesterday? No. No. Okay. So uh, at the beginning of the race, the farm, these farmers were upset and they, they blocked the race course with bales of hay. So they got those out of the way before the race started. But just into the race, they actually pepper sprayed. Like some five or six riders, they had to stop the entire race Whoa. and what make was everybody the wait. About do we know? Ah, uh, something about farmers' rights. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. Subsidies, probably. something not useful. Yeah, Subsidies or impacts. Doesn't matter. They were just Stupid being a holes. Got it. Yeah. All right. Follow him on Twitter. It's at uh, Food Biz Pro. Chef Patrick Mosier at Food Biz Pro, and uh, you can also go to foodbizpro.com. Stand by. More of the morning blaze coming up next. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 
Right on to my uh, friend that loves Brad Thor. He is right in the middle of Spy Master and is loving it. Is he? Is yeah. He? he said it's it's fantastic. It's really good. And I was like, did you even notice the cover? He goes, oh, I was so caught up in the Brad <laughs> Thor thing. I look at it, I go, and I know it's silly. What have I ever looked at a book? I'm like, oh, the cover's awesome. But yeah. it's just, it's so captivating. Because instantly when you see it, you know what it's about. Yes. You, you get... You get the feeling of what they're trying to say. Yes. This, Spy Master Brad Thor's new book is so perfect for now because it's talking about the Cold War being reborn. That's where we are. Huh. We are absolutely there. Whether we get to that same point, and remember, history repeats itself. There's always just kind of a new little slant, a new little angle on it. But we really do have some of that. You've got Putin, a Cold War era villain, really. <laughs> villain, He's thank running you. Russia as a dictator, and the guy wants to have more territory. Such a cool book cover. <laughs> Whether he gets to a Soviet Union styled that big or not, it doesn't even matter. He's still acting that way. But that's really what they want. Check out uh, Spymaster from Brad Thor. Uh, it uh, starts with a rumor, a remote cabin in Norway, and Come an on, American man. intelligence operative charged with stopping the next world war before it begins. Counterterrorism expert Scott Harvath's mission is one of the deadliest he's undertaken in any of the Brad Thor books. The real spy, uh, book spy says Spymaster is filled with enough uh, action for two books and is the most gripping novel, uh, novel of his iconic career. The Washington Post says Thor convincingly portrays Russia as a reborn Cold War era evil empire hellbent on reconquering its former territory. I mean, Brad's on. This is, is this art imitating life or life imitating art? Right? <laughs> I'm saying right. Which is this Which about? Which one is it? Check out Spymaster today wherever books are sold. Spymaster from Brad Thor. Dr. Everett Piper joining us now from Oklahoma Wesleyan. How are you, doctor? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. No, it's great to talk with you again, especially about the topic at hand. Some of you uh, people remember, remember you from um, us interviewing you in the past about the, uh, the essay you had written about um, kids in college, millennials that really were not prepared for the world. And you, you were quite pointed in your criticism of them. And I think people really approached, appreciated that, a little bit of tough love. Well, now, Dr. Piper, we have parents that are raising their children as babies, they say, not choosing a gender and not telling the world. This seems like a pretty big failure to me. Well, when are we going to learn that we should stop experimenting on our children with these stupid social, social engineering uh, issues? I mean, when we actually have come to the point where we've raised a generation in our colleges and universities where they think the academy is a daycare and that they should be safe from any conflicting ideas and that they should never be challenged but always be comforted. And then we move from doing that nonsense to the point where we're now not calling them babies, but we're calling them babies because we don't want to impose upon them any gender distinctions. And we're not even going to let them know whether they're a boy or a girl. And we'll let them decide. When are we going to learn that there are negative consequences to these stupid ideas and that the elites among us that try to impose the social engineering on the next generation are going to create a monster that will turn around and bite us, which is exactly what's happening in the academy today. And why would we think it won't happen when we raise a generation that's following after the millennials that won't even understand gender distinctions and they'll deny science to the point where they will say there's no such thing as a male and a female. And conservatives, 
conservatives are the ones that are accused of being science deniers? <laughs> no, right. Well, think of, it starts with a failed premise in that they're starting from a point where they're saying, okay, telling your child you're a boy or telling your child you're a girl is a problem. I mean, you're starting with that assumption. Why, why would that be a problem, doctor? Yeah, it, it, essentially, let's go back to the issue of microaggressions and trigger warnings. So what they're saying is not only should we protect our 18-year-olds from a microaggression from a conservative professor, if you could find one at a college campus, now you should protect your infants and your toddlers from a microaggression of somebody daring to suggest <laughs> that they're a boy or a girl. These people are nuts. And they're imposing, and I mean that seriously, they actually are imposing yeah. a psychological dysfunction that they apparently own on their children, and they're going to experiment on their children and suggest that they can be molded into something that's contrary to their body. It's the, it's the um, revival of Gnosticism, quite frankly, the old Christian heresy, the old Christian heresy of 2,000 years ago, where you separate the mind from the body. And you diminish the body by suggesting you've got some sort of special knowledge, gnosis, that allows you to rise above the material. Don't you see that in what we're seeing today in this claim of babies wow. rather than babies? That's a great point. I, let me play armchair psychiatrist here a minute and say, what gets a parent to a point where, where they would say, okay, we're not going to impose any gender on our child, regardless of what their body says. We're just going to call them they and Z and Zim and not tell the world what their gender is and kind of blur the lines when raising them. How would you get to that point? Well, I say they get to that point because they themselves likely had some sort of of question in their lives, not about their gender necessarily, but they always felt on the outside. They were the one picked last, or maybe they felt they couldn't compete in the looks category or, or getting the quarterback on the team to like them or whatever it is. I think this comes with a flaw in the parent's psyche that says, I'm now going to do this. Well, you, you could be right um, that there, there's some sort of transference going on here. So they're transferring their own insecurities and dysfunction onto somebody else. And we can all be guilty of that. Sure. But maturity should call upon us. Maturity should call upon us to treat other people differently than what we were treated and to not venture our own dysfunction or our confusion or our own sin, if you will, on somebody else. I'll, let, me, let me go to the Bible here. Uh, St. Paul tells us in Romans that when we start worshiping the created rather than the creator, that we're given over to a reprobate mind. So when we start liking the God we see in the mirror more than the one we see in the Bible, we're worshiping the created rather than the creator. And what happens? We're given over to a reprobate mind. M. Scott Peck calls it the diabolical human mind. Um, Graham Walker called it the pathology of the intellect. The smarter you are, the more prone you are to your own intellectual arrogance, and you, stop, you start worshiping what you see in the mirror, narcissists, rather than what you see in natural law, common sense, and creation and revelation, the Bible. That may be the, the most common thing we see with all of the craziness and the news stories out there. You're right. It's me, it's me, it's me. I've done this. Look at what I created. I mean, Dr. Everett, we're, um, we're created in the Lord's image. So that's always going to be one of our struggles to say we can also go out and create some things that are within our power. So it's easy for us to then become arrogant and say, look at what I did. Absolutely. The, what is the original sin? The original sin was God said, don't eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, why would he tell us not to? 
not to eat of that tree. You think he'd want us to know what's good and evil. Well, the key is in Satan's words. Satan says, God told you to do that or not to do that, because he knows when you do, you'll become what? As God. You'll be like a God. You can define what's good and evil, right and wrong, up and down, bitter and sweet. You can define everything. You don't need God to define things for you any longer. You are God. And that's what we see right now. These parents are deciding that they can define a male and female for their children or make their children little narcissists and gods in and of themselves, where they, from the very stage of cognitive awareness, of infancy, of being a toddler, they can start defining their own reality contrary to what's real and just and true. Gnosis, Gnosticism, it's arrogance, it's the elevation of self above everything else. It's Barack Obama saying, we are the ones we've been waiting for, and we <laughs> are the change we seek. The most frightening words ever uttered from a president. That's a, that's a great point as well. Uh, you're on the front line of this. You, you're around a lot of the youths, right? You're college age and maybe high schoolers that are thinking about going to school. So you see a lot of this stuff. There's a failure in the, the do-gooders out there that say, we've got to create these safe spaces and be nice and nice that if completely tried to eliminate any tough love or any anything critical or anything that would be critical even when they deserve to be criticized with some of their ideas and actions you're doing them a disservice to say i'm just going to give you a pass on this and make it comfortable is actually hurting them it's the antithesis of love you 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 nailed it um there's a huge difference between tolerance and love uh, and we're worshiping tolerance and we're disparaging love, but we do it in the name of love, but we recreated love in our own in- image, so it's backwards, it's backwards, if you will, it's upside down. Mm-hmm. Here's an example. I, when, I, when I raised my boys, every day before I put them to bed, we'd pray, and then I would tell them I love them. Every day I told them I love them. Not once, not once in the 18 years of raising them did I tell them I'm tolerating you. Not once. <laughs> I tolerate you. I said I love you. Tolerance is an inferior virtue. It says I could care less, do what you want. Love is a superior virtue. It says that's wrong. Stop. I love you enough to step in your way. Love is superior. Tolerance is inferior. But in our culture today, we're raising up a generation to value tolerance, but they mislabel it as love. But it's not love. It's enablement. It's tolerance. It says I could care less, do what you want. I don't care enough about you to step in your way and say stop. And we all, I mean, obviously we are filled with people who have not removed the beam from their own eye, but notice the speck in somebody else's. That's certainly part of this. But doctor, I see, uh, it's so common on social media. I see it everywhere. People using the phrase, don't judge me. And I think we confuse what we should be judging and what we shouldn't be judging. It's not wrong, is it, to, to judge wrong, to say, hey, that's wrong. But it is wrong to say you are a bad person, right? That's, that's the difference? The sinner versus the, most, the sin? Uh, the one Bible verse that our culture knows today is judge not lest you be judged. Jesus' words, okay? But they fail to put it in context and to read the rest of the paragraph. Jesus says, judge not lest you be judged, and then he goes on to tell you, by their fruit you shall know them. So he's clearly telling us, look at the fruit of a person's life, you will recognize the Pharisees for what they are by the, uh, the rotten fruit that they bear. That's an instruction as to how to judge, it's not an indictment when you do so. What he's telling us is, judge not lest you be judged, in other words, when you do, make sure you're not a hypocrite like those guys, because the same judgment will be ventured upon you. 
So it's not an admonition not to judge. It's an instruction how to do it. It's the most misapplied verse of our time. <laughs> it's the one verse that a secular lost culture remembers, but we don't use it properly. We use it backwards. And it frustrates me when I hear him say that, you know, don't judge me. All, you know, I always see this post of it, people in arguments back and forth. And then I start looking at it a little different. It's actually a bit of a cry for help. You know, they're so hurt because they know when they're doing wrong. Don't judge me. But they feel that spotlight is upon them. I think that's um, more of a cry for help than anything else. We're told repeatedly in Scripture that the Lord disciplines those he loves. So discipline and love are not antithetical. In fact, they're two sides of the same coin. Mm. They're the same. If your parents don't love you enough to discipline you, you've got a problem. You know as a parent, any good parent knows, or anybody that's been raised by a good parent knows, that discipline is, a, is, a, is proof of love. It is not proof of the opposite. So yes, in fact, I remember, I'll be real quick with this, I remember when one of my boys was about five years old, I was off my game as a parent that day. I was haranguing him and pestering him all day long rather than doing what a good parent should have done, and that just telling him no and then administer discipline when he misbehaves. But I was off my game. I didn't want to discipline. I was haranguing. I was pestering. I was complaining. I was bugging him. At the end of the day, when I was getting ready to put him to bed, this five-year-old boy started crying, and I said, what's wrong, Seth? And he said, I wish you would just spank me. <laughs> he understood that five-year-old boy understood that a spanking would have been better than the pestering and it would have been over and done with in a demonstration of love this five-year-old kid out of the mouth of babes the wisdom of a five-year-old kid said i wish you would have just been a good dad today and spanked me rather than ruining my day by pestering me dr everett piper uh, author of not a daycare it's a great book and it's always a pleasure to speak with you we'll go ahead and post links to your information but uh, how are things at oklahoma wesleyan oh we're blessed uh, we stand for the truth of christ and truth of scripture and conservatives uh, a biblical worldview and we're we're thriving as a result people a dry sponge wants water a dry sponge always wants water and we are providing that water to a dry culture that's begging for this when do your uh, classes start next couple of weeks i would imagine sometime in august uh, this- August 15th is our first day. Okay, so you're lots to do in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks for spending time with us, Doctor. Really appreciate it, buddy. Oh, always a blessing. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Such a smart guy, too. I'm, uh, I know, and somehow he says yes to the interviews. <laughs> he, know, he knows he has to help. Oh, he, yes. He's doing the Lord's we, work. He's schooling us on this are stuff. Are we the he's, sponges that you know, we want the yeah, water? They, is that what it is? All of that stuff was directed at me. Uh, all and of me. It. And yeah, me. I mean, that, that, that was for us. Yes, that it wasn't was. for the audience. No, it was talking in math. No. He, he's very gracious that yes, way. Yes. But we all know it was for me. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know it's for No, Thank he you, is Dr. Piper. really a smart guy no, he and is. able to put stuff together like that. And I love that he's passionate. He doesn't back down. He's not a jerk about stuff. He's not poking people in the eye. He's. He's right about that stuff. And he's a leader at a university that right now we've learned universities are just disgusting right now. I want my kid to go a university of somebody like him. When we talk, we talk about the culture wars and losing culture and standing up for what's right mm-hmm. in all of this, uh, Dr. Piper may be arguably the best person in America at this point to do that. Yeah, I'm serious. Few people understand how all of that stuff works together. Well, he has to deal with them every day, right? And, and, but I mean, and, and doesn't back down on any of that stuff. Mm-mm. And it, across the board, understands how that works. How many other people uh, running colleges? Yeah, call them out for this stuff and gets that concept 
of tough love. Tough love is not insensitive. It's not being mean. If you're a parent who enjoys the tough love, okay, you're probably missing there a little bit, buddy. You're missing it. Yes. Tough love is also really tough on the parent. Yes. You know, you don't want to do it. Letting them cry, letting them at times, and then being smart enough to know, hmm, is this a tough love moment? Is this a teachable moment? Is this a comforting moment? What is it? And you're going to get a lot of those things wrong. But very few people are defending tough love and saying, hey, it's okay at times to say, suck it up. But like he said, you're doing them a disservice if you're not doing that at times. Speaking of tough love, how's it going there, Chubby? Whoa, you ruined it with the stupid Snickers. I was, you got a sample for Chef Patrick. The healthy choices. And by the way, that's a fail. You have a chef on your show and you don't make him cook? We make him cook sometimes. You don't make him cook all the time? No. Again, we talk about the food service industry as well. And Which involves food. Uh, that was food? Snacks was are not, not food? No. Okay. All right. We were talking about the business and what's available because we know the lines get blurred in the business or whatever. Um, I thought those were interesting uh, choices. Good deal. Mm, not really. Okay. But I did take my Regis on this morning. And that's so. probably the reason Good you thing. were poo-pooing it. I'll tell you this. Here. No, excuse, no joke. I, you did not finish. I did not finish. Wow. I only had two pieces. You got another one? You still have not eaten it. I'm not eating it. Good and I don't you. want it. And I really, you know what? Riduzone. It's available at Riduzone.com. It's a great weight loss product. It's new. It's based on new technology. It's only been on the so market weird. about a year, year and a half. New technology. And it helps you feel fuller. You take it, you feel fuller. So you're not interested in food. You're not obsessing about it if you're trying to lose weight. And it's also burning, helping you burn more calories because it boosts that metabolism up. Those are some of the key components. One of the reasons that um, the fiber works so well for you. You need vegetables and you know, you're filling up on them. It's fibrous. So it not only makes you feel fuller, it keeps you feeling fuller. And that's kind of the same concept of Riduzone. And then when you're talking about foods that uh, are really healthy for you, like kimchi or spicy mm. food or other stuff, they boost your metabolism. Certain other things like garlic or that have a metabolism boosting effect as well. And that's what Riduzone does for you. It's giving you that edge to help you get through your day so you can lose some weight and move beyond. I mean, I'm doing really well right now. But you're doing the Regis Zone and... And a little workout to tune up, to, is, to tone up. Is that a magic pill, people? No, it's not. It's not. You got to do a little bit of the yes. work. It helps take that edge off so it'll get you through your day so you can finally lose weight and get healthy. Try it today at Riduzone.com. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, we were right. We were right about Alexandria Ortego Cortez. Well, we were right. That's Ocasio Cortez. Ocasio Cortez. There it is. We're right about it. I said there's this debate back and forth. You know, within the party, they're like, we cannot let this upstart get our power. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, these people are like, listen, I kissed ass for 20 years to move into leadership in this position or whatever. And this young upstart, this Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she just 
going to step in here and I'm out of a gig? Oh, oh hell no. 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 Right? Oh, she's just the darling? Mm-mm. The party does not like that. No, they don't. And we knew that. You really think Chuck Schumer and the other idiot Pelosi really wants this shiny new thing taking no, they their don't. no they don't listen they could have done those things yes they could have been that i've been in hiding all this time you tell me i could just come out and people accepted me no they of course lean to the left they lean progressive they do these they, that's fine but when you get to that part uh, when you get to dc some people instantly some people it takes a few years eventually they pretty much all get there yes it becomes me and my gig. That's what about a lot of them have never had jobs that paid that much before. Wow, $175,000 a year. This is huge money to them. Most of them have never broken out, you know, 100,000. And then look at this. I'm the honorable, right? <laughs> Congressman from Congressman, whatever. You get that. They're not going to deal with Alexandria or Ocasio no, they're Cortez. Not. No, they're stealing not. their power. They're not going to do that. No. And we have proof of that now. Good. Neil Cavuto interviewed Representative Emanuel Cleaver from uh, Kansas City area, longtime okay. Democrat. Okay. Remember the Congressional Black Caucus? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, oh. Up there. And oh. he talks about Alexandria or Ocasio Cortez. Oh. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, and this hey, is. Do you want Emmanuel your party Cleaver. to turn? I mean, there's a thought, the hard left turn, you know, what's been, you know, and, and maybe someone like uh, the, the woman elected Cortez in New York uh, to be the Democratic nominee. That hard left Bernie Sanders type approach is the way the party should go. That's what the passion is. What do you think? Well, I can answer a question uh, rather easily. Uh, I did support Bernie Sanders for president. Uh, uh, I supported someone else. And uh, secondly, uh, you know, I think in some ways the media has pushed the, the young woman who was victorious in uh, the New York uh, congressional race against Cro- jo- uh, Joe Crowley right. to the point that, that okay, she... Hold on. Pause right there a second. Okay, he's <laughs> calling her out, but wouldn't even say the name yep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He wouldn't even mention no. it. Did you see that? He navigated those waters. The young woman, right. Oh my God, this is fascinating. Right, am I right? This is so good. Yeah, why would he have not have yes. said it? Meanwhile, she's on the stump with Bernie Sanders because Bernie wants to further his game. Yes. She's it, the flavor of the moment. She's the one getting the attention. Who's getting more attention? Uh, Bernie Sanders by himself right now or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Who's getting more attention? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez right. is getting more attention. That's a, All right, a little bit more with Emmanuel Cleaver now and Neil Cavuto. As being made of, uh, made out as a, as some kind of deity, and um, <laughs> I, I think that that's deity. where this whole issue of ICE versus ISA arose. It's a ridiculous issue, and I think that we we uh, uh, obviously in the Democratic Party are going to have people who would like to pull the, the party to the far left. Uh, that's not where America America is, and and uh, if if the Republicans continue to move to the far right. Uh, we're going to leave the majority of, of Americans in the middle, but it do, it does enormous damage uh, to, to the fabric of the nation, and neither side is going to benefit. Uh, look, uh, uh, nobody in, in America who okay, is, hang on a second. So he's playing the moderate here. He is. He's like America does not want this. It, that this is, is them too crazy. Fighting back. Yep. By the way, you could fight back against all of that nonsense as well with Patriot Mobile. Just switch your account over today, and a little bit of your bill that goes to their profits, they will take. And say, we're going to spend that on supporting really good candidates and fighting against 
all of the craziness, the socialists, the social justice warriors, all of that nonsense, they're going to do that. It doesn't cost you anything. In fact, you're probably going to save money on your bill by signing up for patriotmobile.com slash doc today. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. Sign up today. You're probably going to save money. They have great coverage, amazing customer service. They'll give you $1,500 right now per account to switch over if you have to pay off past expenses yep. from Verizon or AT&T. Yep. And Morula E4, E4 Plus, smartphone, only $4 a month. Save over 40% on a terrific water-resistant phone. If you use the promo code DOC, they'll even waive the activation Bye-bye. fee. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash DOC and remember the promo code DOC. Please switch today. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. It's not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I get the tweets in hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. And you had a question about something that was just said by the Democrats. If they really are kind of distancing themselves from I did. So the DCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, uh, Representative Ben Ray, Mm -hmm. said they want to embrace this. They want to embrace mm-hmm. and says a positive conversation for the, that democratic socialists mm-hmm. is a positive conversation for the party. All of this is still about me. Okay. Everybody is saying me. Okay. Bernie Sanders is saying when it comes to that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's still about me. Mm-hmm. He's trying to use her brand to oh, promote okay. himself. He's probably going to run for president again. And if not, he's still selling all those books or whatever. Yeah. And she's getting the attention. Yeah. So go ahead and whatever. When it comes to Pelosi and Emmanuel Cleaver or anybody else that's, you know, running the party right now, mm-hmm. they're saying, how can we use this? <coughs> You know, mm-hmm. you know, stand next to her, embrace her in public or whatever, but not let her get any power. Mm. It's all about them. Everyone's getting it. This guy, I don't know him. Yeah. He may be ideologically right in line with her. Maybe he's just using that statement to promote oh, himself okay. and the cause of the yeah. party or whatever. It's all about me. Mm. Behind the scenes, you don't know what he's doing. Thomas Perez. Yeah. Okay. He's He is... Pretty much a socialist oh, as well, yeah. so we'd support oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But it's still about him. He's newer. He's mm. not the old guard. Yeah, he's reached that point. Yeah. And he's got to run the party. Yes. It's still about protecting him. Mm. You don't know what he's doing behind the True. scenes. He may be telling her, hey, listen, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, listen, um, cool. Yeah, you're the future of the party. Mm-hmm. But he might also be saying, okay, we got to keep this chick down. Just tell her whatever. Yeah, yeah. She has a much better chance of overplaying her hand than yeah. getting it right. And we talked about that yesterday. You, there's, you, a, there's a good chance she overshoots this and thinks she's a, yep. she's got some sort of mandate or this is the way the world's changing or whatever. And look, the party's all behind me. And that may not be the case. No, that might be New York's case, <laughs> but that might be what the big picture that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are trying to paint. For, for her party... For her ideas both, even the extreme socialist ideas she has, she would be better playing the political game right now because she she needs to get more Even power. though now? Right now, yeah. Really? Yeah. She need, because they will eat her alive on Capitol Hill. Because I think she should start playing the game as 
soon as she if she gets the uh, oh no you got to get it right now really oh you got to start playing they know she's likely going to win this thing she's got to start playing that game i don't like that don't get me wrong no i know but she's got to at least make them think oh yeah i cannot complain because she needs to get more power i mean she could scream from the outside all she wants it's not going to do her any good she's got to work this thing from the inside but isn't that what she's doing right now where she's helping bernie isn't that oh probably the game but she's still with bernie Okay. You know what I mean? She's still over there with him. You, She's with one wing of the party. She needs leadership to go, all right, kid, we're going to help you out here. See, we're going to take you places, kid. Such a weird relationship. You got the oldest man on earth with the youngest candidate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to be elected. What? Mm-hmm. That is so weird. Yeah. You, she really supports Bernie, please. No. She doesn't support the old people. No. That's not what they're about. She's a millennial. Exactly. They're not supporting that. It's just... Again, she's using his brand to grow as well. It's all very selfish. That's mm. what it's about. All right, tweets now with the hashtag what I learned today. You got constitutional <laughs> drunk saying what I learned today. And Chris, here's tomorrow's tweets. So read this yesterday. So today it will sound live. Oh, snap. Perfect. Hey, Robert, don't play that. Don't play it. Never mind. Edit that out. Great. <laughs> HR, uh, Blaze HR department saying everyone in, everyone in the audience is worried about fake tweets. I'm over here worrying about fake radio talent. Yeah, yeah, that's a concern as well. They're not talking about me because I'm not radio. No, no, no. But, you know, Pat Gray, I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) Whoa, really? I didn't say anything. Really? I'm just saying. It's not like I said it. I'm just saying. You did say it. No, I'm just saying. You're just saying. Don't you know you get a pass if you say I'm just saying? Are you sure? Say to your fiance, you're like, wow, you're really putting on some pounds there. And she's like, what? You go, no, no, I'm just saying, you know. (laughs) You know how many times people say that in their life? They're like, I'm just saying. (laughs) You're just saying. I'm putting. No, no, I was just saying. (sighs) Okay. You got Dresh Doc tweeting out, Doc, you have a chef on and he can cook and talk at the same time. That's not the food beast pros that I know. No, cooking. No, he, I was just handing him stuff. Does that mean because he was off mic there for a second? I guess, yeah. Yeah, and I was handing him stuff. Oh, that okay. was. That oh, was yeah, it. for your people watching on radio. Yeah, he did some other things. Yeah. I get tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. Speaking of treats, EOD Fudge, the website is waiting for oh. you to get fantastic treats right now. I got a box for you at the house. I forgot to bring it. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Thank you. And it's the ones that you like, which is the the little With the pecans. pecans on the top and the, yeah, dr- and the little awesome. drizzle. Thank you for forgetting it. Yes, them. I forgot. Because it is so good, it's difficult. Even, it is even very with difficult. even with uh Riduzone, it's difficult for me to to turn down the EOD fudge. You'll love EOD fudge. It's extraordinary delights. EODfudge.com. Go there. Uh, you remember we had Aaron on. We had yeah. his wife on. They told their story He's the about blind death EOD military guy. I still can't believe it. I don't know how the guy gets this stuff done. Aaron, you may recall he uh, was in the Navy and he had an IED explode and after he, was blind. he crossed over from the Navy to the Army. Right to the yeah. Army because he went and became an explosives mm-hmm. expert. He was a chef in the Navy, and then while getting better, blind. Still trying to, you know, get back. It'd be difficult enough to lose your sight. He gets an infection and loses his hearing. Come on, man. So no longer you cannot see the world. Right. You cannot hear the world or see the world. I just, this is so something would happen to me where I'd be like, all right, I'll deal with this blindness. I accept this and I'm just going to have to make my, what? Can I What? Can we get the wax RX? And I I know I'd be, I'd be, that's just perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would be saying. 
And uh, for me, and probably uh, you, we go down this depression. Instead of making chocolate, we eat the chocolate. Oh, we that's just, the other we thing. Just, we use a tubby. Uh, Maybe the more chocolate. Chocolate. But Aaron's just a real cool guy and a great family. <laughs> Aaron's your friend. Aaron's yes. the guy that you want to hang out with. Aaron is a douchey friend because he shows off. He d- he just is, though. He's not trying to show off. He just really is He's that like, way. You want to go run? What do you mean? You're Come blind on, and deaf. Man, you're just killing I can beat me you. Here. You want to go skateboarding? You're blind and deaf. I know. My I wife already you. has a low enough opinion of me. I don't need Aaron my around man making it worse. Right. My man Seriously. Have to be questioned. Hey, let's go skiing. Right. What? Right. You're blind and deaf. Right. You know what happened? <laughs> I'd have a, like a thief break in my house and he would kick my ass. Aaron would kick the thief's ass and be like, come on, And then kick your ass. Like we're the not same kick- week. Right, exactly. <laughs> Check it out, though. It's a great company, uh, eodfudge.com, and the extraordinary delights are truly extraordinary. Fantastic stuff. Uh, I was just thinking, this would be a good gift for you, for, for people at your wedding. No. This would be... Something that you could give out, have on the table or oh, whatever, on the a little table. treats yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. Or if you want to mm-hmm. hand out little gift baskets or, or something. maybe they could just sponsor my wedding. I was thinking maybe you sponsor them, you know, you buy some of the stuff from Why would I do that when they could just sponsor my wedding and bigger... I'm sorry, I've gone down this path now. <laughs> EODFudge.com, check them out today. Really idea. good stuff. I think I'm going to reach out to them. Hey, got to sponsor a wedding? Hello, I'm Doc. This is Can of Worms. I'm opening it. <laughs> EODFudge.com. Good thing promo he won't code. be able to listen to me because yeah. he's deaf. Get a discount with promo code Blaze. Don't forget that. Promo code uh. Blaze. Uh, the Trump administration, as you know, uh, issued the executive order in 2017 that ICE should remove illegals that have been convicted or accused of crimes. This Unbelievable that you have to sign something. I can't like believe that. you would have to, but... What the hell? He did. <laughs> and this has been a controversy. <laughs> what? This has been a controversy. Shocking, but Making it's true. ICE do their job is a controversy. And saying, hey, people who are in the country illegally are illegal and should not be here. And should go back to their home. Right. <coughs> this is the equivalent of going, uh, hey, murderers, that's illegal, so we're going to arrest you. Or, hey, murderers, that's illegal, but go ahead and murder. In fact, worse, because it's like, these are just people that want a better way of life and they're murdering to get it. Yes. That's what you're saying. No, yes. How are you defending wrong? If you don't like the law, if you don't like the change border, it. if you don't if you believe in open borders, then change it. But until you do enforce the laws. Governor Cuomo, did you see of what course. he did? Yes, I saw what he did. Are you familiar with the seven that he just I'm not familiar with the seven, but I'm oh, familiar okay. with what he did to those seven. He gave pardons to seven illegals. And he said At a time when President Trump and the federal government are waging war on our immigrant communities, New York stands firm on our belief that our diversity is our greatest strength. So, so many failures with so many words. Diversity is our greatest strength. That's our greatest strength? That's that's New York's greatest strength. We are really diverse around here, and we have no strength. No. None. None whatsoever. New York's greatest strength is its diversity. Well, that seems like a bit of a failure there. But the federal government is waging war in the immigrant communities? No. (laughs) They're not even waging war on illegals, which I would be fine with. Yes. I am so tired of them conflating purposely immigrants and illegal immigrants. There's a chef in California. Okay. He has a re- he has several restaurants. One of them's called the Nixon, and he was been Ooh. he's been on one of the uh, big movie chef shows, oh. Master Chef, one of those. Um, I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, 
he started printing on people's receipts, you know, where it's like the Nixon and the phone number mm-hmm. and the hours and their slogan, whatever. This meal was cooked for you and served to you by immigrants. Mm. Um, Interesting. Maybe you put that on the door yeah. before I've given you my money. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And by the way, maybe you stop trying to conflate immigrant and illegals. Now, he uh, is part Japanese and I believe part Mexican. And he immigrated to America. I'll assume it was legally. Okay, we'll just give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was legal. Okay, great. You don't understand the difference. You navigated those waters. You or your parents paid the expense for you to come here. It could be up to $20,000. You had to take the test. You had to go through all of this. And you still don't understand or are purposely blurring the line between illegal and legal immigrant. Yeah, he, he's half Japanese and half Mexican. Uh, Katsuji Tanabe. Yeah. Chef, and he was from Top Chef. Now, I had a, saw a quote from him yesterday where he said, you know, I, I don't get into politics or whatever. Uh, I just blah, blah, let's talk about immigrants, immigrants, immigrants. So my question is, mm. do you not know the difference And do you not know that by saying that you are talking politics? I think he's full of crap. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. And I think they're purposely. Do you think I on the right do not understand? Do you think I'm out there saying all immigrants need to go? In fact, kill them. Mm. Let's shut the borders down. No. Mm -mm. So are they purposely doing this? Is that... Are most people out there that are marching for illegals and all this stuff that use the term immigrant, like Governor Cuomo, a waging war on our immigrant communities, what is your true stance on this? Are you for open borders? Do you not get the difference between illegal and illegal? And do you think I want to get rid of all immigrants? Tell me, what is your... Stop. You're muddying the waters here, and you're not helping it. Do you want to solve problems? Then let's be honest about this stuff. Of the seven that he gave pardons to, Frank Baker, 43, was convicted of criminal possession, stolen property, identity theft, and controlled substances. Huh. That's a nice guy to pardon. Identity theft. You know how many lives that, that ruins? Oh, that ruins you for the rest of your life. Especially if he, it's gotten a little easier to get your life back if somebody steals your identity. Mm-hmm. But likely when he did this, because he's been in prison. 45, right? He's 43. 43. And he's been in prison, which means he was prosecuted a Before, while ago and committed. So this yep. could have been 5, 10, 15 years ago. Yep. Difficult. You're destroying lives. Yes. Uh, Jose Rafael Cruz, 53, convicted of selling a controlled substance. Cousin Cruz? Ludamez uh, de la Cruz. That's oh, a different Cruz, though, that's right? another. Well, it's just still Cruz. Also 53, convicted of attempting to sell a controlled substance. Mm. Um, El Pidio Ramirez, 57, who was convicted of driving while intoxicated, oh. illegally possessing a controlled substance. That's when it gets tricky, because usually when they do the intoxicating driving, they kill someone. Uh, yeah, this is so DUI is not serious. Thank uh, you. From what I've seen, they yeah. take it real serious. Friday leftovers. Yeah. How many other uh, people convicted of DUI have you pardoned, Governor? Thank you. And why? Why haven't you? Well, it's a serious charge. Then why did you why just did pardon you this pardon this guy? Okay. Tamara Sumada, thirty-five convictions for low-level assault. That was their description. No. And petty larceny. Hello. Um. Marino Sato, 43, convicted of illegally possessing a controlled substance. And Carlos Suarez, 41, convicted for petty larceny. Wow. So, 
How many other people has he pardoned for similar things? You're only pardoning the illegals? Mm. Why not all the other people in New York that have been convicted of similar type things? Mm -hmm. Why? Because this is about agenda. He doesn't care if these people are dangerous or not. This is about just helping the illegals. And if you're frustrated by this, let me help you out. This is going to be bad for Governor Cuomo. Because I guarantee at least one of these people will be convicted of something horrible down the road. Market today. Market. It, it is going to happen. July it always 25th. happens this way. It's not even that I want it to. It just will. He's doing something to make a statement. How many times have we seen politicians get their breasticle in the ringer by doing something like this and it comes back to bite him in the behind? It's going to happen to him. Yep. And how dare you... Concern yourself with the illegals who have been convicted of additional crimes than the safety and security of New Yorkers. Every New Yorker out there, does not matter left or right, should be upset of what he did. We have heard over and over again, Doc, the the illegals commit fewer crimes. And like Obama, we're just targeting the ones that commit additional crimes that are going to be a problem. The other ones are not dangerous. Why would we go after them? These are ones that have been dangerous. So why? Well, he can't just pardon their crime of being in America illegally. He had to make a greater statement. And remember, it's election season. It's crazy season. Yep. And, you know, you got the Nixon chick running. Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. He, right. She's gone extreme she, left. She's another, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's another one of those. Oh, she's, she's so extreme. She's saying not only pardon these people, no, give them free give stuff. Give them free stuff. Divide yes. up America and help them out. She's the extreme and of the extreme. ICE, and ICE is a terrorist organization. And what what do you do during the uh, the primaries and all this before you degenerate? You move to the extremes. Yep. Then the general election, you move back to, back the, to the middle. And that's what he's doing here. Play in politics. So frustrating. All right. Uh, hey, if you're looking for an opportunity to make a little side money, an extra stream of income, this could be something that could be a huge business for you, a turnkey opportunity, or it could just be a couple of business uh, or a couple bucks on the side. It's Earthwater's affiliate program. Sign up today. We've had more people send us pictures and emails saying, hey, we signed up for the affiliate program. When you become an Earthwater affiliate, they give you a unique ID link that you can share with other people. And you basically just become their promotional vehicle. You go out there and via word of mouth or social media, media, you tell people, hey, sign up for Earthwater today. You can buy it with my code and you get a discount, huge discount. They buy it. You get 40% weekly commissions paid on all of that. That is an awesome deal. And it's weekly. So think about it. Do you need that extra hundred bucks that week? Done. It's coming in regular. So you're not worried about getting behind anything like this. You don't have to handle the shipping, the handling. It's all free. So you get to promote that, by the way. When you're like, listen, you're going to discount if you buy for me. And by the way, it's handled through Amazon. So the shipping and handling is free. All taken care of. There's no monthly minimum, no required auto ship, no huge setup fee. An incredibly easy turnkey business opportunity that pays a 40% commission. The website to go to to sign up today, theblaze.com. TeamEarthWater.com. TheBlaze.TeamEarthWater.com. You know, this would be a good one to get your kids involved with, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's soccer. You, you got the Utes? Yeah. You're doing farm racing? Think about it. Farm racing, water, done. I'd, I'd be willing to bet. See what the metrics would be, how much you could bring in. But imagine if you started selling that uh, for your athletic boosters. Yeah. So yep. you, beca- you get in that tree. And it makes sense. I'm selling water instead of donuts. 
It's going to be healthier. <laughs> and once people see the advantages of earth water and how awesome it is, they'll love it. Hey, let me get some more. And Go then here. when they sign up in the future. So this could be a fundraising thing for your athletic department that keeps giving. Giving. You sign up today. You sign people up. They become an earth water user. Maybe they sign other people up down the road. This could keep going for years. Yes. Long after these kids are gone yep. and you're helping the next one. You help helps now, yep. helps down the road. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning blaze. But before we, as always, let's find out what we learned. I knew today. it going to happen. I scared, scared Milo who's in the studio with us. Hey, buddy, woke up. <laughs> Good morning, sunshine. We learned that, and when the fifth seal was broken, a trumpet sounded. There was a small earthquake, and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in favor of the Second Amendment. Unbelievable. We learned that Justice Paul Blart loves to haze the rookie justice. Come on in here. It's, it's your race. turn. Do your duty, rookie. Poor Gorsuch. You know, but he's almost out. He's almost out. Get he's ready, almost- Kavanaugh. <laughs> I'm coming for you. you know, the left should use that. That's right. Kavanaugh, do you want to go? Ooh. Do you, you want to be Kagan's bitch? Maybe you just walk away now. Stop the protest and bring that up. That's, that's, your, that's your angle. Because if you hit me with that, I'd be like, ooh. Hagen. Life appointment? This is life appointment? Ooh, Ooh. that's not. A no, li- it's no, a life appointment. It's a I life know. sentence. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we just helped the left. You're welcome. Sorry about that. <laughs> we learned that Cory Booker has finally found morality. Good. He's finally found morality. Is morals. it next to his Bible? He was, it was in the couch cushion. Oh, he lost it. I always lose Eight that. years of the Obama administration. Mm, no He's been searching. <laughs> he just gave up. Uh, I don't know what's gone from. Oh, there Here it is. is. I got it. Got morality. It. Excellent. Woo-hoo-hoo. Chris Cruz, what if any Thing did you learn today? Once again, Governor Cuomo cares more about illegals than Americans. Yeah. This administration is the worst than your typical girlfriend. Let me love you. Why the emotional roller coaster? <laughs> Just let me love you. And Brian Kemp won Georgia. Uh, so when do I get the invite to the governor's mansion? He was. He. He. We put it out there. He didn't go. Absolutely. He no. was kind of political. In but his we answer. do get an invite, right? I want to broadcast. I okay. threw it out there. Okay. He was like, okay, vote. I mean, okay. he wasn't like, yes, guys. Okay. We should have been a little more pointed in our I question. I think we should have. I think Damn it, that's on me. <laughs> okay. All right, Kirk Jones, been to the Dallas Radio Style, Dallas, Texas, Mercury Studios. Today, what, what about anything today? did you learn? Donald Trump's, my new favorite Donald Trump quote is, give me a code. Give me a coat. That's so great. I wonder who got him a coat. Get me a coat. Hey, get me a coat. Saying Interesting, because right. Obama's favorite quote was similar to that. It was, get me some coke. It was... Uh, and not the drinking Coke. No, no, no. no. Give me some Coke. Okay, yeah. got it. Got so, it. Hey, uh, what did the listeners learn today? Larky Farkin saying, sometimes my ex-wife tells me I'm being too hard on our kids, but her dad never spanked her, and look what happened. Oh, she married him. <laughs> Struggling Lumby saying, not finished, Bell. Wrong Bell. No, but that's what he wanted. Look, oh, the emoji. Bell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Donna saying, not daycare, translate to, do not outsource parenting. Wow, good call. Paul B. saying, discipline is proof of love. Love that. 
Mm-hmm. And Libertarian saying, why stop with gender? Don't tell the bay babies they're humans. Just let them pick their own species. A species, whether or not they Permit want to crab. drink and drive at four years yep. of age. Yep. You know, you know, join the Obama uh, cocaine program. Any of this stuff. <laughs> hey, I didn't get the new numbers out of procrastination, uh, but here's my plan. Okay. We start with them tomorrow. Can we do that? We'll just write off. We'll the just top of the hour. I don't care what else in the news. We just start with it. Got it. What does Glenn have coming up on his broadcast? He's talking to Austin Pearson and something about a 3D printer giveaway. Interesting. What's he wearing today? He's wearing sensible shoes. Sensible shoes? Yeah. You want to know what we got going on tomorrow? Mm, oh, no. That's okay. okay. Remember the Morning Blaze today at Chris Cruz production. Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Now, you go. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.